We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with Mr. Steve Miggs. My man. And Steve Miggs, how are you, dude? I'm great. It's good to see you again. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so I actually, the only time I met you really was I got in a wrestling <laughs> ring with you yeah. in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. It's like in a comedy club. Uh, threw myself around in a comedy <laughs> club. Got uh, like busted my freaking, uh, what is that, bursa sack? The, yeah. Or? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You so like. Giant like, thing right, going on. I hadn't, uh, hadn't been in the ring for like. God, how long was it? Like since 2017 yeah, or something. Been many years. And then I just got in the ring. We went through all kinds of drills and stuff <laughs> like that, bouncing around, clotheslining each other. Yeah, yeah. Gave you a clothesline. Some, I mean, I know, after you clothesline, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that was a great clothesline. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's how I used to do that shit, dude. That yeah, was really yeah. fun getting in the ring like that too. Uh, but it was funny because then we got done and. Sure enough, my yeah. elbow hurt just like, and my, my bodybuilding coach was like, bro, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you got your priorities. Yeah, priorities. Right. Yeah, 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 but kind of, dude, there's always that little bit of like wanting to get back to it. Oh, I can see it in your eyes. Like, yeah. it's all, because the way we met you, you hit me up on Instagram. You're like, hey, yeah. I know you wrestle. I've done some stuff in other right. towns. And, right. and I was just like, is there, where can I go? And I'm like, crazy, man. We, a few of us that just kind of like a small knit group of us. We had a comedy club that one of our buddies owned. Yeah. But everything was shut down, so he couldn't. That was so wild. So we just put it in the lobby of this comedy club in yeah, Fremont. Just a wrestling ring sitting in the lobby, dude. And it was just like a handful of us that would get together and just roll around and like you know 
keep our keep keep sharp and yeah. not have ring rust. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, come on down. That'd be awesome to have a new face around. And well, you, now, you could tell like you were like, I'm back home. Wow, it was cool, man. Yeah, yeah and then we got to. I sent like a video to my. Uh, I think it was my wrestling promoter. Or, uh-huh. I, I can't remember what we did, but yeah, so that kind of was cool for them. Like, why is Nick in a wrestling ring? He doesn't wrestle anymore. But anyway, dude, that was super dope. But uh, so people listening, so Steve Miggs is a radio DJ for 99.9 KISW here yep. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also is a professional wrestler. And <laughs> what year did you start wrestling? Uh, dude, I think it was like not that long ago. So 2018. Yeah, 2018. So and then the world was- shut down. So And I also like blew out a... An MCL while I first started, like before my first ever match, like, yeah. and then I re-injured it. So like, there's a lot of stopping and starting, but right. it all started around twenty. Dude, the story's kind of crazy, and I think you'd appreciate it because I mean yes, you've been in the yes, wrestling yes, yes. industry, and it's like, I I started in my forties, early That's early what I wanted 40s. to get to. So yes. like, the thing is, dude, like this is what's really cool about your story is starting. Just to show people there's really, if you have a dream, there is no time that you can't do it. And then the other cool thing was, like, the other day I saw you post some photo of you from, like, younger. Yeah. You look younger now. I, that's you, my wife you've, even you've said, like, yeah. You've definitely, like, like reinvigorated whatever. So that's why I always tell people, like, never give up on what you want to do. Yeah. So, like, you look younger now. You're in better shape. I saw that older, older picture of you. I'm like... That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's two even you. Five at my at, in my like early thirties, thirties esque yeah. era. Like my thirties were just a lot of partying, a lot right. of bad decisions, and a lot of fast food. And cool thing is though, you get to bring all that shit with you. Yeah, so you, you did some shit. <laughs> yeah, I got know? the story. It gives you some flavor. You know, and then full on midlife crisis comes. I always oh, joke. I'm dude. like, is it really a midlife crisis when people do fun shit? Like no. you think about like someone in their forties gets like a Corvette, and you're like, oh, midlife. Dude, to me, that's like a midlife fun time. I like, question that all the time with myself, but I'm like, no, dude, just keep killing it. Yeah, if you're doing like, things that make you happy. If you're doing it, yeah, if you're doing it for the right reasons, like it's not a midlife crisis. Who who said there's a time limit on when you can do you know, cool things? I think it's the people who don't do the cool things. They and get I think mad. about like family that looks at me yeah. like, what are you doing? When are you going to grow up? I've had these conversations because right. of wrestling, especially. And it's just like, so... This wrestling thing that no one understands unless you've done it or you're you're a fan of unless it. Unless you love it. Unless you love it. And then it. you get it. Otherwise yeah. you think it's the strangest thing on on God's earth. Like I understand, yeah. And like but I'm like this weird thing that you don't understand has gotten me in the best shape of my life. Yeah. I'm happier. I'm 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 getting to fulfill a dream and it's not impacting my actual job. Like I know like this is not wrestling is never gonna pay my bills. And right. I never had any intention of hell, I never had an intention of having a match. I just wanted to train. Because yeah, yeah. I love wrestling. And then yeah. fast forward to twenty twenty three and like yeah. I've 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 been on AEW, which is nuts. So we and, gotta talk about that later too, because yes. that is a cool opportunity, man. And so to go back, yeah, like when I was in my forties and as cheesy as it sounds, you're absolutely right. Like if you have certain dreams, obviously there's certain things that you got to like be realistic. There's like, certain I mean, like yeah, yeah, you're delusional. We, right. We're not talking about delusion. The we're two, talking about like the two D's. That's a difference. Dreams are delusional. Yeah. yeah, like but like if you want to get in better shape, there's really nothing stopping you. No. If you want to wrestle, or if, if maybe like I've always wanted to play softball, whatever it is, or mm-hmm. I've always wanted to act. There's yeah. no there's no time limit to these things. You just have to be. Open. Not delusional and understanding right. say, that. Hey, say, I, say you want to become an actor and you're in your fifties. Well, you're clearly not going to get like the the twenty year old people roles. But right. that doesn't mean that you couldn't start being an actor. I mean, with Danny Trejo, I think he started late in his life. Oh, dude, that and that dude's awesome. an icon. Yeah, he's an icon, dude. You know what's funny? My buddy was like at a 
I think it was like an Eddie Vedder concert. Uh huh. And he's like sending me a Snapchat, and he's like, "Look, that's Danny Trejo with these two like hot chicks." Living the best he's just life. like sent me a Snapchat of Danny Trejo at an Eddie Vedder concert. <laughs> I'm like, that dude is the shit. He's just living like, his best life. He but just spotted Danny Trejo at an Eddie Vedder concert. That's pretty something. sick. Yeah. That is pretty sick. But yeah, you're right, man. Totally. There's no time limit. No time limit. And you know, I, obviously, I know like wrestling is such a physical thing that a little bit of a time limit on that. There is yeah. A, like yeah, I mean, my, my window's getting. Uh, I mean, I always joke. I'm like, you know, if I, if I was an Hourglass. The sand is not much left in the top part of that hourglass, obviously. But you're still getting to do it. But I get to do it. Uh, honestly, I think I'll be able to do it for, if I wanted to, definitely for while. another year. Uh, but I could probably go for a little bit longer. But I know there'll come a point where it's like being a dad, having yeah. job, life. Like at some point, I'll be like, either I'm going to do it on a way limited amount. Because yeah. right now, I'm kind of like, like I'm starting to slow down. You'll do the Undertaker schedule. Yeah, 100%. Once Just a, show up for the big show. Just show up for the big show. Well, there's probably, you know, once you've established yourself as this character where, where you have, like, you know, and having the radio personality helps it, too. It gives 100%. you this, like, credibility and everything. You could probably keep doing, like, one-off type spots where you yeah. don't do much physical stuff, but you yep. still make an impact by having a presence there. Well, that's the beauty of you wrestling. Like, everyone does different things in the ring. You have certain guys that are yeah. going to, like, go through, like, the, I mean, John Moxley, who's beating the living crap out of his body each right, match. Right. Or guys that are doing crazy high-flying stuff. That's not me. Like, my style yeah. is 80s-based, because that's what I grew up loving, is yeah. the 80s-era wrestlers. Same, You dude. know what I mean? Like, those dudes were working. They weren't doing right. crazy stuff. They were just... They, well, they were preserving their body, because they had to do 300 shows a year. I'm not doing yeah, that. But yeah. I had that same mindset. Like, I don't need to do the crazy stuff if I just focus on the character. The characters where it's at, dude. That's why and I that's think how you that, engage with the fans. Well, that's why I think MJF is so good right now. Yeah, you know, like he's actually more focused on his character, and then mm-hmm. like he's gotten in crazy, tremendous shape lately yeah. too. And then, but also like he does wrestle a good working style, but it's not like dangerous for the most part. No, nothing he's doing is. And I like think I respect that more than some mm-hmm. of the. Cra- I mean, that's just me, and I like some of the crazy stuff too. But um, I was gonna say like. I was watching my my friend a friend of mine I think he he his wrestling name he goes by like the Death Dealer Alex is his name uh-huh. but he put this like string of um like chain wrestling up and I was like bro that was impressive like really good just yeah. like solid chain wrestling like that catches catch can stuff yeah yeah I'm like bro that is so lost you know like yep. that's so cool that you just you and that guy did that pattern and I'm like. That's so fun to watch. I, I take a, that every day. I have one of my buddies who helped train me. He's, uh, he's tearing it up right now in the indies. and I, I mean, I, I think you're going to print money whenever this guy ends up in WWAW's Invictus Cash. Okay. And yeah. you watch his stuff. He's smooth as silk. Invictus like, Cash. We'll oh, have to dude, check him out. Complete dude. badass in the ring. And, yeah. and his style is very catch-as-catch-can. Like, he's doing a lot of the grappling stuff, but he also integrates some of the more modern stuff into it as well. Yes. And got, I mean, he looks great. He's got a great attitude. Right. It's just, in my opinion, if I had a promotion, I'm that's, that's one of my first signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be mean, like, dude, like this is a guy because it's different. Right, it's, he's not doing the crazy high flying stuff, but he so, can maybe. So that's oh, why yeah. it's like Chris Jericho. Like he he doesn't do it, but he can. Yeah, and he'll do it when he needs to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like he can. I don't know. He's a guy that I really think is. 
pretty cool what he's done in AEW well, too recently. And he's a guy who's now learning what his body has certain limitations. Because he's got to be in his 50s. He's, bro. I think, early 50s, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and, that's and, impressive. And he's beating his body up. Way, like, you know, a I'm, lot. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, in my mid, well, late, getting towards the, the late 40s. And You're like, just I, starting bumps. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't been bumping since I was 17 years old. And yeah. for those that aren't wrestling fans, bumping is when you, you, you're hitting you the take mat. the fall. You yeah, take that fall, and it's like each time you take it, as much as people think it's a soft surface, yeah. you can attest to this. There's a bump limit. You can only hit that mat so many times because guys, guys want to save bumps almost as a, you know because it really it adds up over the years. So you'll see, you know, and that's not saying when there's a big match they won't put it all out there, but they well, know adrenaline's that, a great drug. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, nothing hurts when you're hopped up no, on adrenaline. That's the weird thing. People are like doesn't it hurt. It's like yeah, it does, but. It's just like anything. If you played football or anything, yep. you're just so so pumped up on adrenaline. It seems like nothing hurts. Oh, I played you know? hockey. I was a goalie. So, yeah. I mean, I'm having – sometimes – I mean, yeah, you have a lot of a padding and a lot of equipment. But every once in a while, that puck will find a spot in your body, like in between, yeah. in between certain paddings that, like – yeah, that did not feel good, but I'm so hopped up on, like, oh, I made the save. Right. It doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't That's hurt. why when we were doing, like, recording, like, no crowd shows with wrestling. Yeah. That was brutal on the body. The crowd makes you, yeah, yeah, you definitely feel it more when there's no crowd yeah. there. Because mm-hmm. even when I was learning, to, like, training to learn how to wrestle, I always thought that was the weird part. It was, like, with, like, it was harder to, like, start doing it when there's nobody there watching. Yes. Than when I actually... Started wrestling matches in front of people, it kind of came more natural. Same, like especially like when yep. you're trying to like sell and everything. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm like, terrible in training, and not yeah, like it's like you're selling to nobody. And then after a while, you get good at it, you can do it, but it seems silly, right? It, it, uh, it there's definitely a, a huge element of theater when yeah. it comes to like that part of it all. Right. But when you're selling in front of a crowd, it doesn't seem silly at all. No, because they're buying it. Yeah, they're buying it. And you're kind of, I don't know how you do it, but I kind of like just believe it while it's happening. You I, know? I truly, and one of my yeah. buddies even pulled me aside, he goes, you've, when you're in there, you feel like you're in an actual fight. I'm right. like, absolutely. I just pretend everything's real. Dude, I, I yeah. get to the point where like when I'm done, I, the thing, whatever I'm selling, you're still actually kind of hurts. Like yeah. even though it, 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 the person... Did not hurt me, right? But like I've sold it so hard, I've, I've like I, I've it, convinced it my mind reality. that my arm yeah. is is out of whack, right? And then it takes like an You're hour. Like until it's, like, oh, I've been selling my arm, but now your arm really hurts. Yeah, wrestling's a weird thing, man. It's it's the greatest form of art, and, and oh, dude, that, that it involves everything. It pulls every emotion, especially on the independent level. Yeah, when like you get to go and you get to be that close, like within like ten feet of a wrestler, mm-hmm. and you can heckle them, you can yell at them, you yeah. can cheer them on, you can feel that emotion, you can feel that oh, energy. Yeah. It's I. Th- that's whenever, nothing like it. Whenever right? someone tries to say, "Well, is wrestling like MMA? Is it like this?" And I'm like, I love what I think it was Filthy Tom Lawler who used to do MMA with the UFC. Yeah, is now a pro wrestler. He said, no, wrestling is wrestling. Why do we have to keep trying to compare it to something? If it's, anything, MMA is like wrestling because they dude, stole the whole like promotion shit. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah you know dude. what I'm saying? Like Conor McGregor made a career out of that. Oh, dude, dude he would not be and, as successful uh, without that style. God, who else was really good at that? Was I it can't... Chael Sonnen? Or, yes, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, guy. Yeah. I feel like he's the first dude that really did that. To the point where you believed everything was he was like, saying. Holy shit. And dude. he never let, let you in on the fact that he wasn't that. Right, like, you never and that's broke. like, and it's still like that now. I mean, you got to have that. And you, you know what's so funny though? What you're saying about the arm and stuff like that, and like, you know, it almost becomes reality. Is like, it's such to the point where like, remember like Chris Benoit 
was dating Nancy yes. as a storyline, but it turned into reality. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon marries Triple H, but it's like, so, so it's so real. Yeah, it's so well, real. That was kind of reality. Well, right, dude. But yeah, yeah. So it's like things that are like storylines actually become real in real life. It's that powerful. You it's, know it's, I mean? a, like, it's a surreal experience to me in that it, it, it's a mind F. I'm sure, I'm, like, you know, like, yeah. you know, because you, you're dealing with a lot of emotional things and emotional people and physicality. and I feel like that's what makes good wrestling is people that are kind of emotional. 100%. Like, look at Ric Flair. He'll just yeah. cry all the time. Oh, He's like, so emotional. Like that, yeah. But that's what makes him so compelling to watch. And then you'll see it sometimes even when, like, some of the people, like, I'm, myself, I've had that times where, like, you, you you get so worked up about something, you like, down on yourself or whatever. It's a, it's a mind F a yeah. lot of times in that, you know. And Do and you y- put a lot of pressure on yourself when you're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially at first. At first, when I started training, this is the weird part. So, like, I started in my 40s. I'm doing the radio thing. Yes. And, look, at the end of the day, when I decided to start wrestling, this was a selfish reason. It was a dream come true. The opportunity to be in the ring and, and do what I grew up loving. Like, just to train and, and experience these things was, like, that was next level. On top of that, then there were some cool things that happened outside of the selfish part of it all. Like, yeah. oh, because of my radio gig, I could hopefully turn some people on to independent. Because independent wrestling is yeah. wholly... Totally different than WWE or what you totally, watch on TV. Totally. It's an ex- when you're there, you're part of the show, and so it's like if my radio reach can help bring people to a show. Well, I think it does, and it has a lot. And because like, you know, when I first moved here, like I met this dude that was the guitar player in my band, and I had I didn't know anybody here. And, you know, he found out that I used to be a pro wrestler. And the first thing he said is, like, Steve Miggs. Which is He's great. like, so you're associated with pro wrestling and in this area. And that's huge. And that means what you can do with the radio is actually help promote the thing you love. And, and so, yes. you know, so it's not selfish in that sense. No, no, no. I mean, the real you know, reason, like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, like, try and be, like, this altruistic person. It's like Walter no. White when he finally was like, look, I didn't do it for my family. It's I did it for me. It. Yeah. He's like, I did this for me. But, like, on top of it, bonus was... Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to have people exposed to independent wrestling, which I love, and I think right. anyone would love if they give it a chance. Right. And they get to see now, like people who came to see me yeah. aren't even going to see me anymore. I mean, they're happy to see me, but they're going to see Ethan HD, right. or they're going to see you know uh, the, the 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 Flaming Aces, I mean, out of Port- uh, Portland, so or guys that never would have got looked at, maybe. Right, yeah. right, like people who just maybe they haven't ever even would have heard of. Right, that they're now fans, and that man gets Dude, me pretty huge. fired up. Yeah, and then on top of it. You go to the shows, you see these kids at the shows, and even though like my character is typically a bad guy, kids don't care. Yeah. They're gonna cheer for the guy that they like, or they're gonna boo the guy that they. Well, don't how like. many bad guys did you cheer for when you were a kid? Oh, dude, Roddy dude, Piper my was my favorite was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Roddy Piper was my favorite. Jake the Snake Roberts was right. one of my favorite. Most of my favorites were the bad guys. Right, like I cool. love Shawn Michaels during DX when he was the bad oh, guy. Oh hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we liked the bad guys. Yeah, and even Stone Cold and The Rock, they were at the time when like. You basically, they were bad guys, but they were good guys. You know, it was weird. It almost like, there was such a weird time where like being a good guy meant you were kind of just like all for yourself and cocky and kind of a bad guy. Yeah. I don't know. That was such a cool era myself. But so when you have that happen with a kid looking at you in that way, that's a, that's, I mean, you can't bottle that feeling. Like that's just on another level. So, I mean, there's been so many awesome things that have happened, but to go back to your question about putting pressure on myself when I first started. All of a sudden, people are going to see me because of what I do for a living. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm green as crap. And for those that don't, green right. basically means you're like as novice as novice can be. Yes. But you can't, 
in the world we live so in it's, now, it's kind of a weird spot because you're in a, you have an ability to draw people because yep. of your radio career, but then you're actually so green, but you want to do justice to the fact that you drew these people there, right? right? I don't want them to you come don't want and be them like, to be like, oh, what the hell, this guy sucks. But even yeah. though I did, and yeah. I, I mean, I still do it. I mean, we all so you had that. to still put in that time to get good, and and I had to work harder. So yeah. like you know, even though well, there's almost like you have to work harder because you have a little bit of a like, who does this guy think he is type of dude? It's on, on so many levels. You know so you gotta, you gotta work harder because it's like being people, the promoter's kid or something. Like you show up and yeah. people, the fans have an expect they don't want to see you look like crap. Yep. Then you have the other wrestlers, and look, most of the wrestlers in this town are awesome. But at right. the end of the day, just like any form of art, I've realized, like whether it be music, radio, there are jealous people. And, 100%. So and, like, why does he get this? But well, in wrestling, it's a business, and if somebody can draw people, they yep. can draw people. So. You might be what you might be a hundred times better than this guy. You might have worked your ass up, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's a business, and if you can draw, you can draw. But you're saying you still wanted to put in the time to be good because I didn't want to be the guy that's just yes. oh he's getting these opportunities. You still want? I to know be- I'm getting these opportunities because I'm on the radio. Yes, but I also want to know that when I'm given those opportunities, I'm going to make the best of those opportunities and right. and, and deliver. So yes. I don't want it to be like, oh, you he still wanted to put the time yeah. in to, to, uh, to like pay your dues. Right. I didn't want to like yeah. get that opportunity. I'm wrestling in front of 300 people. Yeah, they all came. Not all, but a lot of people came because of maybe they heard Steve Miggs is going to be there. Yes. But in the eyes of all the other wrestlers, oh, he's the drizzling shit. Yeah. I can't, you know what I mean? And you didn't want that. I didn't, so that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of on myself. Yeah. Because why should I well, care about those that are that bitter? Or, about, well, you shouldn't. Right. But, but, but you do, even yeah. though you don't want to. Oh, I get it. I yeah. get it. You definitely. It's like a, there was a there's a, a girl who got her IFBB Pro card at like 18 years old, and she feels that kind of pressure because like, you know, so many other people it took them years and years yeah. to get it. She just happened to be that good, you know. Yeah. But she's still trying to do the same thing, like put in the time to like, you know, she wants to still gain that respect from those people that had to work super hard for it. Exactly. So it's a similar type of thing, and like. I don't know. Yeah, like if you look at it as a business, it makes total sense to me. But you know, like sure. I, I get it. I get it from some of those younger dudes. Like, oh, I would too. I feel that way as know. well. Like, what the hell is this freaking guy shows up? All of a sudden, he's getting booked in the main event. Well, and I against can... a fly, a, a big name from AEW that they're putting him in the match against. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, why is he getting these opportunities? I can kind of relate in a sense because. When I wrestled, I was like six foot four, big, tall, kind of good looking dude. Indie wrestling is rare. And I got probably opportunities before I should have. Sure. You know, but I I was. Are you going to say no? No, but also, and similar to you, I put so much pressure to. I didn't want to just be getting those opportunities because of that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get really, really good at the wrestling. And I have so much respect for it. I see that with some of the females around here because it's not as many females training. So they're going to get a spot. So they're going to get opportunities way before. Sometimes when they're not ready. Yeah. But then it's on them to deliver, and they same as back home. And massive shout out to a lot of all all the females I've ever seen wrestle in this town. Like they bust their ass because. And I bet they have that same feeling. It's, oh, definitely. And it's not their fault. Like, no, what, no. what are they not? Are they supposed to say? Should they just not? No, oh, no, sorry, I don't, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Let's let this fucking other. Yeah, it's, it's some, some guy that's not even going to help promote the show. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's why I always over deliver. Also, like I make promos for ninety nine percent of the matches I'm in. Like, and sometimes yep. either there's been a couple occasions where my voice was blown out, so I couldn't do something. Yeah. But I'm always trying to give the promotions their money's worth, even though. They I feel do. like your character building, all that stuff is definitely, yeah, you definitely put a lot of work into oh, it. Oh, dude, I, I, I treat it like a job. But also in the ring, like even the time I went and got in the ring mm-hmm. with you guys, like 
you were doing everything. It was yeah. like, I mean, yeah, like you're trying, like, because I remember we went through like stuff that even, you know, back home, like I wouldn't have done. I'm yeah. like, I don't need to do that shit, you know, like, <laughs> well, do- nowadays I probably wouldn't even do yeah, some of the stuff like, we, I don't, did together. we don't need to warm up God. all that shit, dude. I don't need I mean, to take that many bumps. Yeah, we don't need to take that many bumps. Yeah. We'll yeah. we, we go out there and kill it anyway. But yeah, it was cool though. Like, I like that work ethic. You yeah. know, that guy you were working with, I agreed with his work ethic. Like, yep. We should all be able to do these. You know, and then rolling like that is so good because it keeps you like injury prevention and everything. You got to be. Able oh, to dude! Do if it. I don't wrestle for like a month and then I get back in the ring, my body feels like it's never touched the ring before. Like Weird, it's like right? it's like you build these calluses on your body that make things hurt less the more you do it. That's why they call it ring rust, right? Yep. It's like when you're in there every week, dude. You don't even notice it. No, you my feel body fine. feels great. Feels great. Like I wake up the next day. Yeah. Like I'll have a crazy match. Took a bunch of bumps, did some stupid stuff in the ring. Next day, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I take a month off. I do like a forward roll, Ouch. and I'm like, dude, my back's jacked. I don't even know if I could do anything. Again. Right, man. Like, so how yeah. often are you like working shows right now? Um, I've I've definitely pulled back. There was a, a period of time where I was doing it every weekend. Yeah. I was fortunate, and the nice thing is, I started realizing, okay, I'm not just getting these opportunities because of the radio. Because all of a sudden I was getting booked in Oregon. I was getting yeah. booked in Spokane. I was getting Places booked where in, the radio didn't mean where, shit. Yeah, KSW meant nothing to them. Yeah. They were booking me because they liked the character. Because at the end of the day, like in the sea of all these. It's a these, cool heel character. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an 80s era. Yeah. Delusional. Not yeah. really chicken shit heel, but kind of like an opportunistic heel. Right. Like back in the day, like well, the, the million dollar man. You're, you're a big guy too. And I don't so feel like helps. I am. But yeah. in the indie world, like you, like we were talking yeah. with you. And you're bigger than me, but like, there's it, the indie world is is a lot of guys that are like six foot or under right. and aren't six three or six six or six five. Right, so when you're right. that, I, I mean, I've had my trainers keep telling me, dude, you need to remember you're a big guy. Oh, I had a hard time with that too because I wasn't necessarily fans of the big dudes when I grew up. So I was always trying to do like you want to do Shawn, Shawn Michael shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, do, do we go? Oh, yeah. So these opportunities were coming in from like you know Canada. Oregon, hell, even like in some uh, Alaska, I've been offered offered opportunities. So yeah. it's like that made me feel good. Like okay, now all of a sudden you put in the work. The character is is getting noticed, and I'm getting these opportunities. But now I'm doing two a month on average, and I've kind of limited to mostly just DOA in Portland and mm-hmm. SOS in Seattle. Other ones, if they come up, that makes yeah. sense, and that is okay with my like. Not my wife has never said no. But I also don't want to get to that point where she has to feel like she might need to. Because you are also a family man, too. So. Yeah, I got a three-year-old daughter. Right. So I want to be home. Like, yep. You know, I, I still want to do follow my dreams and do things that I love because I think that's important for my kid to see. Right. We've talked about that a million times with people that are competitors on here mm-hmm. saying, like, you actually do your children a disservice, like, if you give up your dreams to, like, focus yeah. on them too much. Like, obviously, you have to be there. Yep. But you're kind of showing them teaching them a framework to chase their dreams yep. by still doing it. And you should because it's not selfish as long as you're balancing it. And right? to give them like one day I hope that I'll have that conversation with my kid where they don't feel like something is possible and I could just be the annoying dad to be like, hey, let's pull this up and here's a video right. of me performing on one of the biggest promotions in the country, which is All Elite Wrestling. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, WWE obviously is the, the daddy the of them all. The go. I mean, yeah. they've been around forever, but all of a sudden nipping at their buds and the, you know, or at their tail. Well, I is, think All Elite is amazing. I'm, I'm a huge I'm fan. I'm a huge fan. And I'm not saying that because I had the opportunity to wrestle with them, but like I could show my daughter like, look, nothing made yeah. any sense for me to be in that ring. Look when you what think dad about it. was able to do. And, and if you break it down, it's kind of 
ridiculous. And I'm yeah. not doing it to like pat myself on the back, but like no, but you think about it, dude. I like, have to. It's I, out of it's 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 kind of like like you said, ridiculous. When especially like it's a young man sport. So now you got this 40 year old guy who yeah. decides I'm going to start training to wrestle so I can hopefully have one match, mm-hmm. have that match, and it was fun. I'm like, okay, dream accomplished. And then all of a sudden people are like, hey, we want to use you for this. And now I start busting my ass trying to get better. Within yeah. five years of me again in my 40s, yeah. starting, I'm getting booked to wrestle for one of the biggest promotions. Granted, as an enhancement talent, and you know it wasn't on. Like, still doesn't matter, dude. Like that's unheard of. That's like that shows people that like. No dream is too crazy it's, if it's you work really hard. kind of ridiculous. Like, it should have – I always joke if I did write a book, which I forgot way more than I remember, so I don't know if I yeah. ever could. But if I ever did, like, put together a book, I think the cover would be a shot of me in that AW ring, and the name of the book would just be, I don't know how I got here. Or right. I don't I, – I shouldn't be here. That, there was that photo I, I used. I used one of your photos from the AEW thing. And, dude, that's just that photo itself is so cool. It's crazy. Seeing you in that setting, and it yeah. look, you look like you should be there, too. And that was the biggest fear. Like, then. your gear looks good. You look in great shape. You know what I'm saying? Thank like, you. you do not look out of place at all. And that was the biggest fear, because when I first started, my I was not I was in okay shape. Yeah. But, like, wrestling forced me to be like, look, if I'm going to do this, yeah. I don't want to do it a disservice. I don't need to be, you know, looking like The Rock. No. But I, I, I need to look like... You belong. I, there. I don't. I shouldn't look like a guy that's just like you know walking in with a t-shirt on and right. and and it's got a beer gut and it's and mm-hmm. it's just a little more flabby than he needs to be. That doesn't mean every body shape makes sense, but like I was like for my size. Yeah, I love some of the big dudes. Same too, dude. Yeah, yeah. Freaking love tugboat. Like I mean, yeah. I'm not like saying like that's a that there's not a place, but it wouldn't look right with me. No. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I got to lean up. I got to build some muscle. And so I put in that work with the hopes of when. Maybe I could get to be an extra for AEW, and who knows? Right. At least if maybe I could get a cool picture. And then yeah. I got to be in the ring and do my biggest fear was when I got in the ring because we do the match and it was in Portland mm-hmm. and it was incredible. It was in the arena in front of thousands of people and it was me and right. Jake Hager who used to be in the WWE. It was a dude, WWE he champ. He is an amazing athlete oh, too. Dude. Legitimate that's MMA a, fighter. Everything. Oh, if we got time, that the story of the match itself yeah. was crazy. Well, we should talk about it. Yeah. But my biggest fear was. They're going to kill me on the commentary. They're going to make fun of me. You know, because I'm still like... One thing right, I realized right. since I've gotten in better shape, and I'm not saying I'm where I want to be, but I'm way closer than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm way closer than I was in my 30s. But my biggest, you know... It, I never believed in that whole body dysmorphia thing yeah. until I got in better shape. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I understand it. And I never like downplayed it if someone said it. I just was like, I don't understand it. I don't understand right. how you can't look at yourself. I have a couple buddies that are wrestlers and... And they will con- I'm like, I don't understand how you can't look in the mirror and not Bro, see you'll this see shredded like, like, man. You'll see like Randy Orton was on that Stone Cold uh, like TV show yeah. or podcast and he was talking about, you know, like never being satisfied with his physique. Crazy. And he's like the greatest physique in wrestling. You know? Who wouldn't like, want that physique? That's right. what I'm saying. So I, it's definitely a real thing. It right? was weird to experience that firsthand because yeah. I never – I've always just looked at myself as this kind of like pudgy dude. Like but you whatever. start making progress. You're like, I could always be better. I could always be yeah, better. Yeah, it's like a drug in a sense. Like you kind of mm-hmm. keep trace, chasing that dragon. Like yes. you just want to get that. Yes. Get to, so I'm so terrified. Like Taz is on commentary. I'm like, he's going to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm old. Yeah. You know, age never got brought up in the match. Right. And that was cool. And then at one point he compared me to someone who we worked with. But he's like, right. oh, he looks like my producer, my old producer, Seth. But like a jacked up version. And my yeah. jaw dropped. I'm like. So you're like, win. I'm like, Taz just said I was jacked up. I, at this point, 
I'm good if I never yeah. wrestle a match again. So that was oh, like, man. that was next level. That is really cool because they didn't go with any like low blow. Like they like, and you know what that says? It's like actually, you're probably overthinking those oh, things so much. Whereas other people don't view you that way at all. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know it, it was a. I'm that. Welcome to my world, man. Yeah. I, I we all everything. do that. Though. I think everybody despises me. So I, who was on commentary? Taz. Taz and Excalibur. Okay, and dope, dope, dope. I didn't do much in the match, but everything I did, they had nothing but positive things to say, and mm-hmm. it was just like this is. So dude, you wrestled a match with Jake Hager. It was insane. You know how so, fucking cool that is, dude. So to to paint a picture, so I got hired to be extra for Seattle and Oregon. Now, so so how did this all come to be? So you're here wrestling on the indie scene. Yeah. How did this uh, this opportunity with AEW come about? So the funny part is. Uh, so I interviewed Tony Khan, and I mentioned that I'm a wrestler. And yeah. like it comes up. And then he goes, you know, if we're ever coming into Seattle, we should have you. Now, how is Tony Khan as a guy? Pretty cool dude. I never met him in person. Okay. And I'm guaranteeing you he did not remember this conversation. Because when I – I told him. I was like, because there was no one reached out to me after that. Yeah. And I, he even said, I'm like, I'll go through the proper channels. He's like, yeah, yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. So everyone thought, oh, I'm definitely getting booked. But I never heard back. Right. So that's always what happens, dude. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through the proper channels because I met a couple guys that I wrestled an indie show, like uh, Dr. Luther, who's behind the scenes. He does stuff with AEW. Yeah. And he pulled me aside after my match. He goes, I love what you're doing there. We would love to have big guys. So, and then again, again, I'm like, you're like, I'm guy. not a big guy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But you are. But yeah. I, I mean, if you think I am. So he's like, you, you would definitely be someone we could use. Yeah. Stay in touch. I'm like, so finally, I, I sent a message to Captain Sean Dean, who kind of handles a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I just kind of explained everything. And then he got back to me right away. He's like, yeah, man, I'll put you on the list. Sounds great. Sent pictures, all that. So then I show up. And you don't know when you get there if you're going to wrestle, if you're going to be a security guard. Right, just or like a WWE extra. You don't know. You're just there to help in any way, shape. Like So when I first get there, uh, they, they put up the whiteboard where it has like the – all the names of people who are wrestling on Dark and Elevation, which is their YouTube show, which is where they use a lot of the local talent yeah. to wrestle like their stars for yeah. enhancement matches. And my name's not on there. And so I'm like, you're probably like, ooh, this is cool. So like, you know, we're all just waiting, and I, and the list comes up, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. My name's not on there. I'm like, well, not the end of the world. But I knew someone behind the scenes said, if you're not being used, let me know. I could use you. So I instantly saw her, and I went right to her, and I was like, I'm not being used. What do you need me for? And she was like, real appreciative of that. And so then they had me be security for uh, Vicky Guerrero and Leva Bates for like their women's program yeah. that they call Heels. Okay. So okay. it was like a meet and greet for them. But they bring me out. Into, so was that a televised one or was that just like. That's just a meet and greet at Climate oh, Pledge okay. Arena. Okay. So you're playing a security guard. I mean, you are security. I'm basically. actually being security. Like you have for, to be security. I am Vicky yeah. Guerrero's security guard for the night, which right. I thought was kind of freaking cool. That's dope in yeah, itself. Dude. Right. If like, you're a wrestling is, fan, hell yeah. That's the dope. funny part is. Because of what I do for a living, yeah, and I'm a wrestling fan. Like, people know who I am because I'm on the radio sometimes. Yes, at a wrestling show, a lot of people know who I am because I'm I'm their fellow wrestling fan that also talks about well, it on the you're radio. Still in your area here, and I also do indie yeah. shows. So yeah. the, the but I didn't even think so about the people that. that go to indie shows are going to go to these shows here, and also so they we, know you. So we walk out to go do this meet and greet, yeah, and dude. Everybody's coming up to say hi to me, yeah, but not, th- and they're like, "What's going on?" Because they don't okay. know, and I'm well, yeah. like, and they I'm trying to play it cool. You're Steve Miggs in this area, and I'm just yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, I, I do a radio. You're show. like downplay. It's no big deal. Well, I don't want to be that guy. Exactly. But like, and it keeps going. Finally, Vicky Girl goes, "Seriously, who the fuck are you?" And yeah. I tell her, and she just starts laughing. 
Word gets back to all of them, and then like my, a couple of my buddies that work there, they're like, "Wait, you sent Migs to go out there to do?" Security? I like how you kept it really humble, though, dude. That's I didn't know what else yeah. to do, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be like, dude. I no, you not. did it right. I think being humble is a good thing. So I talked to the lady who ran, it, and she pulled me aside in Portland, and I think that actually might have helped me get a, a a match. Maybe not, but I think they were impressed with the fact that even though like people were coming up treating me like I was. I was still keeping the eye on the prize and making because there was a couple right. fans that got a little too close. You were there to do whatever my they needed to help. Yeah, I, I was. You security. weren't trying to make it about you. You were trying to help. Yeah, the, like so. I mean, that's just a good, like that kind of goes back to what we're talking about with wrestling in general. Like you're part of a whole show, and so the people yep. that understand their place in the context of a whole working thing versus making it about me, 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 and ego. Yeah. So that goes to sh- – that. so then that shows that you're a good oh, guy. You're dude, a good worker. It was know? so great because then on uh, Friday when we went into Oregon, again, I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, if I was going to get my chance, I feel like it would have been in Seattle, and I wish it would have been because I do think if I came out of the, uh, out of the uh, curtain – Oh, and came yeah. into the ring, just hearing how they reacted to other local talent. Oh yeah, definitely. That place dude. would have been blown it, up. Oh, dude, that would have been a that would have been a bucket list right there. That would have been like, okay, I'm good. I could just call it quits. I'm gonna tie, untie my boots and leave them in the ring. Yeah. it's never gonna get I'm better there. Forever. Moment. This is as good as it's gonna get. But yes. they came up to me, a lady that organizes all the behind the scenes stuff. So in Seattle, I was a seat filler for mo- after doing security. I just mm-hmm. sat in the crowd, and it was awesome. I got to watch the show for free. Had Super a great time. Cool. Catering was amazing. Dude, everything catering. Was, oh, dude, everything was awesome. So the next day, she, or Friday, she's like, you didn't tell me you were on the radio. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to tell you that? And mm-hmm. she just started laughing. She's like, no, you're right. And honestly, it's cool that you didn't. Like, right. She's like, all of us were joking on our, our group chat about you. Right. About how we sent He didn't more, even tell us. Yeah. And everyone's like, you sent a person more popular than the talent to yeah. do. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, she's like, it no, makes no, no. Sense, we all thought it was like, funny. In this area, you're more probably more popular than Vicky Guerrero. I some. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, obviously, like, she's very popular. Yeah, and, yeah. And but, she's a sweetheart. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know what I'm some, saying? Like, in a, in a way. like, Or yeah. if they're excited to see her, then they're like, wait a second. Steve Miggs? Steve Miggs with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, oh. it'd be cool. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to see that. I wish I had it on camera of her looking at me going, who the fuck are you? It was the funniest thing I've ever experienced. So now the whiteboard comes up again with like the matches for uh, Portland. Portland, but I wasn't there when they put up the names. I was still talking to the lady, yeah. and my phone's blowing up from a couple of my other buddies that were extras as well. Okay, and she's like, "Well, I got to handle a bunch of stuff. You should go find out if you have so a match." So they're like telling you, like, yeah, I because there's only a couple of us that didn't get a match, and mm-hmm. everyone was very cool. No one's mad, right? But you know, deep down, you're kind of bummed. I mean, you ain't gonna oh, lie. definitely. Yeah, you, know, you you hope for the best. You it's always the being worst. happy for someone else. But you're like, oh, one thousand yeah. percent. So now I walk in, all my buddies got their eyes are like, dude, look at the board. You got a match. I'm like, okay. I'm like thinking it's going to be a multi-man match. Yeah. Who cares? I'm going to be in the ring at AEW. I'll have the picture. That doll, honestly, all I cared about was having a picture of me in the ring at AEW. So Just so I could look back on it. Because, look, I'm not. that's a bucket list thing right there. And I'm not like someone that's, no. uh, this isn't one day going to be my job. So, you know, some guys, they have the eye on the prize. Like, that is a cool thing. But that's just the start of what they feel is more to come. Definitely. Whereas for me, like that's it. I I've always said I have no I have no destination. Like that's that's your, you can I'm put on, that I'm up just on, on a the journey. Yeah. There's no destination with wrestling for me. It's like yeah. wherever I go, I go, yeah. and I've been enjoying every moment. You just of wanted it. to do it. Hell yeah! Yeah. So now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, who do I have a match? I'm looking and looking like there's my name, but not next to anyone else. I have a fucking singles match, and then I look and I'm like Jake Hager. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. And then my buddy uh, Luther's like, oh, you're going to have a blast with him. He'll throw you around. You don't even have to help him throw you around. He's strong. I'm like, 
Oh, here we go. This is going to suck, but it's going to be amazing. Adrenaline, yeah. thank God, is going to get me through this match. 100%. Yeah. So now your job is to find the wrestler that you're wrestling because they don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. So I find Jake. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm Steve Miggs. I'm, I'm wrestling you tonight. And he looks at me and goes, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, is he fucking with me? Like, I don't know. Is he ribbing me? You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Or, and he goes, and he wasn't being a jerk. He was just like, He's like, no, 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 man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm cleared yet to wrestle. I've been, I'm, I'm recovering an injury oh, on my shoulder. Okay. I was like, all right, man. And I'm like, of course, my luck. Like, shit. Yeah, I'm not getting a match. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll, I'll go find out. And I'll come find you. And then so he tracks me down, which I thought was really cool. He's yeah. like, hey, I checked with the doctors. Actually, I am cleared, but can we not? Can we not do anything crazy because my shoulder? So honestly, he probably found the right guy for the job. Yes. Because you know how to work, actually. And he looked at me and he goes, are you cool with character stuff, Shakespeare? I'm like, and I look at him and go, that's my entire wrestling yeah. gimmick is all character. It couldn't have been a better match. And he really. just, you could tell like there was this, because I think a lot He's of these wrestlers. Relieved, like, okay, it's not some young dude that just wants to prove himself. Yes. It's a guy that's going to work with me yep. and it's about the actual show. It's not about him. And it's no disrespect to those guys, but you're right, like. A lot of guys would want to try and show what they're capable of because they're hoping they're to get hired. They're still hungry. They're still hungry. And I don't that. blame them. No, Whereas not at all. I'm, I don't. They're but not if, hiring But if you're Jake Hager, you're probably like, yes. Oh, dude, he was glowing. Yeah. He was just so. He's like, all right, cool, this cool, cool. This is gonna be good. Now he's like, yeah. he's like, uh, so you know, you're cool not doing it. And he's like, and so we go through, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, wait, yeah. what the hell? What do you mean? What do I want? I'm like, I want to make you look like a million bucks. Yep. Like that's my job. And he just, he's like, I appreciate that, but no, like what would you want to do in this match? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right. And then my buddies are overhearing this, like, is Jake letting you have, like, input? And like, not just input, yeah. like, he's asking you to come up with the idea for the match. Yeah. So I'm like, hey. He's like, I just want to make sure I get my hat over. Because that, that's his whole gimmick right now with AEW is he wears this purple, like, fedora hat. Or, okay. And it says, I like this hat. And it's like an ongoing joke with his character. Gotcha. Which is funny that he's a comedy bit right now right. when he's probably the most dangerous guy the that. best athlete Chris, he's, a, he's a bellator guy Dude. he's a former collegiate star wrestler and football player he's yeah. a he's a machine like he's a he's a machine so i'm like so I go nothing but respect for that guy. Oh, dude! And then after after my experience with him, mm-hmm. even more respect because he's, right. he's a solid human being as well. Like because we got to talk. I mean, yeah. not a very long match. We had literally a two minute match, like two and a right. half minutes. And so he's like. I say, okay, we got to get something over your hat. I'm like, has anyone ever worn your hat? And he goes, no, just me. I'm like, would you be okay if I wear your hat and then you murder me for it? Yeah. And he looks at me and it's like, same face. Because that's gold, dude. And he's like, like, think about that. And he looks, he goes, I like that. Yeah. He's like, okay, so how are we going to get it? And then we figure it all out. Because like, if this hat's the big deal, then you wearing it's like, right. nobody fucking wears my hat. And that's the, my you character know, like, is... Almost enamored with his hat because yeah. you know, like, of course I would be. If Jake Hager loves this hat, yeah. why wouldn't Steve Miggs love this hat? So, like, we start the match, like, and no, all I of a sudden, yeah, I yeah. see the hat, and I'm like, oh, "That's the hat." Can so I? So, how did you get to the hat being on you? So, the whole build was at one point, like, he puts the hat in the corner, he whips me into the, into, and it's all on YouTube if you can find the. the I'm the definitely. I should have watched it before. I'll send you a link. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not very long. It's two and a half minutes. No, so take, but I need to. You can see watch it while taking a dump, and you'll probably still have time to watch something else. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. so throws me into the corner where the hat was, and the whole point was going to be I hit the buckle, and then he starts charging me, and I just grab the hat and be like, "Don't hit me! I got your hat." Uh, the problem is, the buckle he put it on was the one buckle that had the roving that the moving camera. Right. So he couldn't set it on the actual post. So he just kind of laid it over the turnbuckle. Right. When he whipped me, fell off. 
I hit that buckle so hard, dude. Like to let to illustrate it, I still have a mark Today. um of the 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 rope. Yeah, because it ripped my. I hit it so hard because I wanted to. Well, I, you're on AEW. You're I'm not going half ass anything. Thank you. I'm right. going a thousand. And he's a big dude. If he's gonna whip me into the corner, I'm flying into that corner. Yes. And I hit it so hard, I ripped all my skin. And you can see like this red welt starting to show as the match goes on. It happens yeah. quick. And I didn't really. I thought it was just a well. Wrestling's real, people. Yeah, some of told it. you, motherfuckers. Yeah. So, and to this day, I don't know if I'm. I think I'll have a permanent scar from it, which I'm cool with. Like it's a great memory. That's a story, right but there. Man. All of a sudden, I hit it so hard, the hat falls. Yeah. And now I'm like, that's our whole match. Like so now because it was like, supposed to be a like don't fuck it like right look but now what I got. it's falling to the like, floor. he's about to kill you but you're like no 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 yeah no, no I got this motherfucker yeah so yeah. now I got the hats on the floor and I'm like well, what do I do and it's like now at that point you gotta just think on your feet like yeah. you have no choice like he's coming at me so I just drop to the floor I drop to the, onto the mat and roll right out I'm like I don't and know what else to the do hat. and now I grab the hat I'm holding it outside the ring he's like you give me my, my hat now we're doing it out there and he's picked up he's a yeah pro. yeah he can he, he knows. That's part of wrestling is being able to, to switch on a dime like, like that. That wasn't stuff planned. happens. Yeah, know? that was just we have to improv. It, yeah. Wrestling is improv because you it's can't improv, it, dude. When it's because when when something goes wrong, either yeah. you're gonna be a deer in headlights and the match sucks, or you have to now make an adjustment. Someone gets hurt, something goes wrong. I actually love the improv part Same. of it. Actually, yeah. that moment became so much cooler because it was like. Oh fuck! I gotta figure this out, and now yeah. it's on me. And then it looks more real. In it a did. Sense. You it know did. What I'm saying? And then they shoot. Like, it is real. They shoot, and I'm standing out of the <laughs> ring, holding it like ransom. And he's like, "Get back here!" I'm like, "Oh, you want this hat?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm just playing. I'm not gonna." So I put the hat back. Turn around. He rocks me. Now he's beating me up, doing some stuff. I turn him around. I catch him with one move. All I gave him was just a knee lift. I hit him in the gut. Yeah. Hit the ropes. Big knee lift, like Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Like old school. I think I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, so like, yeah. that was it. That's the only offense, which is funny because when he asked me, he's like, what kind of offense you want to get in? I'm like, you cool with taking a knee lift? And he's just like, who? I found my He's like, who man. the fuck is this right? like, dude? Yeah. Like someone else would probably be like, I want to hit you with this and I hit you with this. Yeah, yeah, brain yeah, yeah, buster yeah. or catch you with a big line, take two bumps. <sighs> like, And he's hurt, so I'm like, you just don't need in all my that head. Shit. No, all I need is this hat yeah. moment. That's what people. So now hit him with that, and yeah. I'm like, all right, now you're staggered. I see the hat again. I'm like, oh, now fuck this guy. I'm going for the hat, and I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm working the crowd up. Like, should I put like, it on? I get that, and they're like, they're yes. probably freaking out. Like, and I'm doing the whole fucks. like shaking the hat, yeah. and like everyone's going whoa, and now you have like six thousand people this moment. are yeah. building and building and building, and I'm like, put it on. Turn around, holy fuck! This guy's coming at me like a wrecking ball, like the perfect. Because he's a machine and he's fast. I did not ex- anticipate How this man coming at me that hard. And when he clotheslined me, he rocked me like to the point where I lost my voice for a few days. Like holy it was shit, the man. hardest. But at the time, I didn't notice it. It no, wasn't until later no. when we went and got dinner and I couldn't chew because I, you're like, oh. I felt it. Yeah, a lot of but injuries are like that. It was. But so you great. think of that moment, like oh. that building up, and then. Oh, and then it's fucking hat, and then you turn around and it's boom in the headlights, bam, boom, done. Like he was gonna try and do That's something so else, perfect, dude. but he's like, my shoulder wasn't feeling. I'm like, when you pin me, I'm not kicking out. Like, yeah, it's like it. have the match, go to the back. Everyone that was watched it was like, that was great, that was dude. super entertaining. He pulls me aside, he goes, hey man, with the hat thing falling, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, we didn't, not who would have known? Deal. And he goes, he's like, thank you for saving the match. And yeah. I'm like, what the. Fuck? This is amazing. And Dude, then he's like, high, high on. Gave me a big handshake. He says, Thanks for making me look like a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, 
really loved working with you. Uh, get back, uh, check my phone later on. He's instant. They start following me right away. Yep. And I was like, okay, if he, you know, because in my head again, well, it's going back when to when I'm you like, have a good experience yeah. with, with these people, man. Like, oh, I was riding high. So you know that just goes to show, like, probably to a guy like him, like this guy gets it. Yeah. He gets pro wrestling. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people don't get it. No, because I think a lot you know? of people they they want to illustrate how talented they are. And so maybe like, if I was me, in my twenties, like, I would have been that way too. Right, but I don't like know. To you, you know, it's like a knee lift. It's like the hat. Like building those moments is what it's more about than just the move. I mean, the moves matter, but they don't in a sense. And, dude, it, and you can keep it simple and have a much better match than people. This is just me with like the old school harping on. Yeah, I have that. That's just the shit I like, you know. Same. So I'll listen to like Jim Ross talk about it and get all like, yeah, yeah, goddamn it, these kids these days. You yeah, know? but I do. I just love the simple but shit. Selfishly, the storytelling. I would not have all these opportunities locally. I think had it because in a sea of high flyers yeah. and in a sea of these super indie style wrestlers, it almost washes where you're all the same. All of a sudden, this old school '80s heel shows up. Yeah. People remember me. Because right. I'm not doing that. It's I'm, almost more I'm barking at the crowd. Not doing all that shit. Because yeah. if everybody else is doing it, bro, it's, like, it's what it's. The, I think that's the golden ticket to any form of entertainment. Do right. what everyone else isn't doing. Yeah, just do it well. Yeah. But like, and 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 I, I am not like I have always said. I'm like, I'm not saying I don't do moonsaults because I'm 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 a better. At, no, I don't like, do moonsaults because I can do moonsaults. Moon I'll kill myself, dude. I tried one I once. I fucking almost broke my neck. Yeah, dude, I'm like, like that is not my move. I know I'd break my neck. I'm not even. Gonna I try. did it on a crash pad, yep, but I yep. still kinked my neck, and I'm like, you know, I made the moonsault, but I was like, that is not yeah, for a backwards me. flip. I'm I'm scared sometimes to take a forward yeah. flip. Like I, everything I do is, and and the funny part is the more the longer I've done the wrestling, the less cool stuff I'm trying to do in the match. Like mm-hmm. I've really my style is kick right. punch. Yeah. Knee lifts, DDT, yeah. like old school to a Dude. fault. Like I'm barely even picking. I don't even like do a lot of like maybe some body slams. Yeah, body slams. But like I'm not doing it. anything that I don't even want to put my opponent in risk. Like because right. like for a lot of us this isn't ever going to be our job. So right. someone so has to go like, back why, to work. The why next risk day. paralysis when this is a hobby? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I, I get it. I still I get take it. it serious. I still right. like care. And I still try and put on the best match I physically can do. Right. But if you're expecting me to do a bunch of like top rope moonsault, you know. But that's what I, I think you can put on the best match without all that stuff. Oh, I agree. Because it's more about telling a story than anything. Yep. If you create, yeah. and the crazy part is, then the next week on Dynamite, Jake Hager comes out for a match. Yeah. With the entire uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, so he's right there with Chris Jericho. Yeah. There's Jake Hager. A little graphic comes up under the screen and says Jake Hager defeated or dismantled Steve Miggs on Dark last week. Yeah. So now some of my phone's blowing up. They're like, dude, you're being mentioned on Dark for this. Again, I did nothing in the match other than put a hat on. But now you got mentioned on the actual show. It's like all of a sudden, like, there's still that's You did a good job. To me, like, that was like... They never do that. So is that like... That's like high honor for you, probably. Oh, dude, that... You feel like I did... Good. You know, yeah. honestly, like everything felt good that night. Uh, but then when I saw my name being yeah. on the graphic the next week, I was like, that it hit me a lot harder, I think, in a good way. Right. Then, because I'll, I'll be honest, like when the match happened, it was such a whirlwind. I go back into like this little makeshift dressing room they have for us. And I'm yeah. not going to lie, be like, oh, I sat there and broke down in tears or anything like that. But my eyes got a little watery well, yeah, when man, I started thinking about like, in your life. like I, I, at 40 years old, I should have never been yeah. in this. 
I, I, I and mean, this is something you watched when you were a kid growing right. up, right? And then here I like, am. Like, you would have never thought when you're that kid oh, dude. in the 80s watching, like, someday. And you walk I'm out. i have a moment like that on TV. Oh, it's you amazing. Know, like, and then to have, like, you know, when I first walk out, like, the Portland crowd, they know me because I wrestle there a lot, but not as much as the Seattle crowd. Yeah. But still, there was, like, this, you could hear, like, whispers of, is that Steve Miggs? Is that Steve Miggs? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, cheers. Even though I play a bad guy, it's like, I'm their bad guy. Right. And then I get in the ring, and it's so cool. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to absorb it, and I see this little kid in the front row, and he's giving me the, like, rock on, I love you. Yeah. He's, like, changing all of his hand signals, but he's, like, enamored with me because yeah. I'm the wrestler in the ring. And I'm, I'm giving him, like, a little bit of a wink, a little thumbs up, a little hang loose. Like, I'm trying not to be over the right. top, but, like, I'm like, this is freaking Dude, cool. Dude, it's so cool for that kid. But in my too. head, I'm also thinking he's about to be so sorely disappointed that he decided to cheer this guy on yeah. than the guy because <laughs> I'm going to get rocked. Like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, man, poor kid. He's cheering on the wrong guy. <laughs> it's so cool, though, man. Like, I always thought that, too, like, when you um, make those impacts on kids, you know, yeah. and they look at you like you're these superheroes and stuff. It's, Dude, there's nothing better than that. I've always said it's not Because it happened I to you it. when you were a kid. You yeah. watched these people, and they had those – effects on you and now you're getting to do the same thing i used to go to like little like church shows like that would be like indie shows in brooklyn new york when i grew up and yeah dude like i I always say i I never did it for this reason but now i understand why people continue to do it and that's part of why i I still love doing it is because of the interaction i have with kids i love doing shows that have kids there Mm -hmm. like i love doing the 21 and up shows too because they're they're crazy that's gotta get wild like oh yeah they're chanting fuck steve miggs and dude i went to a defy show once here and like it's bonkers. That is not for kids. Holy no. shit, dude! No, they are fucking savage. That's like that's definitely like you know. That's a cool venue. Oh, I yeah. I got to wrestle a match there. I was gonna say you've wrestled for them. Yeah, yeah. And I mostly host there and ring announce, but yeah, it's like again going just back to the, the worker vibe. mentality. I'm like, I only want to wrestle there when it makes sense. Right. The so vibe like, for Defy kind of reminds me of that. Um, what was that building they used to wrestle ECW? ECW Arena 2300. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like a lot of people who like coming to town that were there for the ECW wrestlers, they're like, dude, this reminds me so much of ECW. It has that vibe. And it's not extreme. I mean, there's some extreme matches, but it's that energy of that crowd, man. But the energy is like, they're like, you know, like the the stuff they were saying. Oh, dude. I think it was that that weirdo hero guy or whatever. He like kisses dudes or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Randy Myers, he's awesome. The stuff they were chanting, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, people (laughs) having fun. It's definitely not not a PG show. not PG. No, no, no. no. But wrestling in in front of that crowd was... uh, that was also like one of those ones where I was like, oh man, I'm cool. Like if I never get to do it again, yeah. that's all. I mean, I hope I get to have another opportunity in that ring. That'd Dude, be dope. That'd be sick. Like maybe just one more before I, I call it quits. And, well, hopefully know. next time they still, come around the area. Well, it defies every month and I host it. So I'll ring an Also for Defy, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in my head, uh, it would it would make no sense to just be wrestling just randomly, right? Because I'm I'm known as the ring announcer. I'm the host at, at those shows, which is something you're also good at because of the radio. Hundred yeah. percent. That's what got me kind of into the indie scene here. Like right. I, I started meeting people because of uh, ring announcing. Some of the best wrestlers were also the best uh, ring announcers, though. Yeah. You think about like Chris Jericho on the mic, great. Uh, you think about remember Kurt Hennig when he was on oh, the mic, dude. Yeah. He was so good. Randy Savage. Yep. Um, it's important. It's a big part of wrestling. Yeah, people that look down on that part, no way, man. That's no, huge. you're telling a story, huge. and part of telling the story. JBL is not just, was actually really good. Oh, J- JBL is one of my favorites, good. just in the ring, dude. He's yeah. good. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of like what I do, I, I watch a lot of his shit because dude, I'm like, his clothesline is oh, still the greatest clothesline. Just the way he hits the ropes, everything about the guy, was everything, so dude. underappreciated. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I, I hope I, I got a feeling that when they they're coming back AEW before the year's over. 
Um, They'll be definitely contacting and, and, and I'm definitely going to reach out again. Yeah. And all I got to just, all the. Just good, one more time. Dude. I just want to do it in Seattle. Get that like, Seattle. Now, now, like, I don't have many, I don't put up goals. And I don't have, like I said, I'm a man about journeys, not destination. Like, but, I like, don't, manifest but that's a, that goal, right? But that's a destination I, I would love to have happen. Yeah. You know, because it's just yes, like. Dude, that's so sick. I mean, it's super selfish, but that, to be able to feel. An arena like Climate Pledge Arena, and even if it's like, what's well, your town? That's dude. my, that's my, that's my people. Yeah. Like I'm one of those. I'm, I'm a fellow wrestling no, fan. Well, let's talk a little bit about you. Actually, came from where? New York, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, and moved here. Yep. And what year was that? Ninety, late ninety seven. And that was because of the kind of like Seattle grunge scene. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. To you why. know, that's why I moved here too, in a sense. Hell yeah, music man! Scene, Fuck you know, yeah, like, it's the best music scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a big part of it. Like honestly, I was like, I get to go live somewhere. At least for a sh- my opinion was, I moved after college, grew up in Brooklyn, went to upstate New York, Plattsburgh yeah. State University. It's like right by Montreal, Canada. Right. Did all that. Graduated. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Seattle because I have no bills, I have no responsibilities, I have nothing. I have just, nothing. Yeah, co- yeah, it was calling you. Kind I was of like, like, I let me just go see. At best, I find a new life and I love it there. At mm-hmm. worst, I get to live there for a few months. Hopefully, see Mud Honey and a few other yeah. bands and be able to look back on the time I got to live in Seattle. And right. so I got to do that like relatively early in my time there. Mud Honey was playing the Showbox, so I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah, these guys never tour. And then fell in love with Seattle and. Luckily, right when I was about to hang it up and be like, I need to go back home. I'm not finding any jobs and, and, and I'm struggling. And What I'm were you happy. doing at the time? Just working regular kind of like? Busting tables. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, like stuff like that. Temp jobs. I was a temp. Dude, temp job king. I yeah. was doing so many temp jobs. Like dude, Molly Brown temp agency or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Oh, totally, dude. Like, I've, I've worked for those before. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. There was, dude, when you're in your 20s and back then rent wasn't crazy here like it is now. Like I was living in a, I was living in the basement of a house in Wallingford. And the basement ceiling height was five. What, what was the rent, dude? I paid a hundred bucks a month. Oh my! God. But also, I couldn't stand. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the the ceiling was five feet high. You're too tall, and I'm six three. So like, I'd wake up and go upstairs. But you're I like, for a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a month. It. Yeah, I mean, I could afford that. Busting tables a couple times a month, right, like right. I'd be able to pull that in. But then making photocopies, doing whatever, working in a mail room. I, yeah, I, I was anything. doing anything. Whatever I could get a job doing, I was yep. doing. And then eventually got a job working at a, a Spanish radio station, AM station. Okay. And I worked the board, uh, which is just running all the equipment. And like whenever they go to a commercial, I hit the commercials. Yep. I don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I have to look at them while they're talking and wait for them to point at me or say, una comercial. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, I guess it's time to go to a commercial. And then I would watch the time and I would just give them like a countdown. That's wild. And be like, okay, it's time to go back. And dude, it sucked. But mm-hmm. like I had a blast. I'm working in radio. Yeah. And when everyone left at the end of the night, because I'd work until like 11 p.m., yeah. I'd, I'd work on my own like mock shows. And I would Okay. I'd so work, you started putting in the time, creating your own. Learning and doing. So it's like after hours, off the time. It's like that. I, got, I had no responsibilities. No one right. Had, it's always like, you know, it's it's cheesy, but it's like the type of shit The Rock says. Like if yeah. you if you have a full-time job, but you're not putting in time off your job to yeah. like for the thing you want to do, you're, you're never going to become, you're never going to do the thing you want to do. If you just do so what. So you have to put in that time to like, you, you started putting in time to this thing. Yeah. You're practicing. You're putting in hours. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 100%. Like, yeah, just like playing music, you have to put and in those hours to get good. If right? you put in the bare minimum, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, and it's like that with wrestling too. Like I think it went much to like my wife, probably my family's like, you know, that uh, they'll roll their eyes because like I treat everything, whether it be playing hockey, when I whenever I do anything, music. 
I usually just focus on one hobby, yeah. even though I have like th- like music, wrestling, and hockey are like my big hobbies. Right. But if I'm I've been so focused in wrestling, I barely do music. I almost never do hockey. Right. And then at one point, I'll get more into music. I'll probably dip out a little bit of wrestling. You know what and I mean? Like go hard into one because when I when I do one, it's it's a job to me. Like mm-hmm. and and in, in a sense of like how radio is, it's like I'm going to put in more than what I'm supposed to do. Like still to this day, a lot of wrestlers they just do shows. Right. Right. They'll they'll, they'll wrestle like three four times a month. And that's it. Like I'm still training every week. Right. I go up to Everett to the Buddy Wayne Academy, and yeah. and I train with other wrestlers that are at the top of their game. And I, I I joke about it, but I mean it. I'm the worst guy there. Yeah. But I'm the best version of me there. You know right. what I mean? So it's like you want to be around everybody better than. Oh, uh, I don't want to ever be around. I don't ever want to be it the brings best. Brings you up. I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't know what that feels. If like. you're the best, you need to go somewhere where you're not the best. Thank you. I you agree, dude. Like, cause yeah. so I'm in a room with guys that I can't keep up with, and yeah. they say, no, 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 you can't. I know me well enough to. I feel like I can't keep up with, but yeah. I am trying. Yeah. And each time, like some and of the that's guys making you better. Though. One of the guys came back. He hadn't been around in a while. And I overheard him saying to one of the guys, like, dude, Migs is. Uh, way different better. level yeah and it's i'm still not better than anyone else there and i'm not the day i stopped caring about being better or being you might on a well level quit. but no for me it's a little bit of different i stopped worrying about trying to be on the same level as like let's just say cody chun who's a great wrestler around here mm-hmm. right or guillermo rosas another great wrestler the moment i stopped trying to be on their level and stopped started trying to be a better version of myself uh i be, it, Leaning into your actual talents. Because what what am I trying to do? Am I trying to be another Cody Chun? I'm never going to be Cody Chun. Right. A, because I'm not Cody Chun. And B, because he's just on a whole other level. Like his skill set is not mine. But I could do things that maybe he can't do. Or And if I can't, I could still do my version of what a wrestler is to me. Yeah. The best way that I – I know it sounds weird. No, no. It's kind of like you you start out – as a uh, you know, young James Hatfield, and you're trying yeah. to be Lemmy Kilmeister. Yes, like you, you just want to be your hero. Yeah, but you end up when you start shining, it's because you become leaning more into the things that are you and the best version and it of become, you. And then you become the James Hatfield right. instead of the kid want, trying to be Motorhead. And it helped with my you know, anxiety and training because when I first would go, man, I would just be a nervous wreck. I'm like, I can't keep up with these guys and that's what they're uh, doing. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So you don't feel like you actually belong. Like, oh, what if they find out I suck? And like, right. And no I don't one thought that. Here. And none of those guys. Yeah, do. It's all no, in your head, though. No one's ever pulled me aside. And you know, and most like, of the bro. best, the most people that are the best at whatever craft they're doing have that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they'll get this imposter syndrome and it's like everybody else is like, dude, you're one of the best people in this. Oh, dude. It's dude. like, no, no, no. I, I hope they don't figure out I suck. You know, I'm... All right, everybody. It is time to take a short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. Um, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NikkiFit at manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like we've all done that. You get a shaver out, you go to shave yourself. And what happens every time you cut your balls, man. 
and it's no good when you cut your balls. You know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up. You go on the date. And, like, uh, obviously, you know, you're a high-performance male. So, like, things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well. And next thing you know, like, one thing leads to another. But then the thing is you whip it out. And, like, there's a big thing. Like, you know, your, your balls are all cut up. And it's, like, all sore down there. And it's, like, such a turnoff, you know. So it's, like... You don't want that to happen to you, you know, like you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date. Like that's just no way to be. So check out the performance package 4.0 has arrived and it is a game changer. So inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is right here. And look at these things, man. Manscapes products are so aesthetically pleasing looking like the design on it. It looks like something that Batman would use. It's like so sleek. It's all black. It's just like aesthetically pleasing to look at. They've done such a good job. So this is the Lawnmower 4.0. You know, the other thing that comes in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. Nose hair and ear trimmer because it's like... I mean, I see this all the time. You're talking to somebody and it's like they take care of themselves. They eat healthy. They work out. They're trying to look good and everything. But then it's like you look at their nose and it's a bunch of nose hair sticking out. Bro, take care of that. Like, why do you want to do that? Use the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer because like clean that shit up, dude. Nobody wants to see that, man. Uh, inside the package, you're also going to find the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant because you want your balls to smell good, the Crop Reviver Toner, and then also the Boxer Briefs that come with, you know, and I'm probably going to take some scantily clad photos in these because, I, you know, you, if you've seen my Instagram, uh, the leaner I get, the more like scantily clad photos and videos I take, so I'm going to be rocking these Manscaped things, showing off the abs, trying to look sexy online. I'll be taking some videos in these. It also comes with the travel bag so you can carry it all with you so that when you're on the go, you know, you got to be looking good when you're on the go. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. It's a fourth generation trimmer. It features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. It also has an LED spotlight. So when you're down there doing it, man, like you can see all the nooks and crannies. It got the spotlight on it. So you're not missing any spots or anything. Uh, because it's waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You can do it in the shower. You can, you know. So, guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. It's awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, this stuff is so great. You know, they also threw in this beard hedger, which is just a great beard trimmer. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, But this is the performance package. Um, So, yeah, you know, guys, use uh, go online, go to manscaped.com. If you want 20% off, use code NickyFit. You will get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. So check out the performance package. It's awesome. And thank you guys so much. Uh, Use code NickyFit. Save 20%. You're really helping out the podcast. And I want to say that I was already using Manscaped before they started sponsoring the podcast. I think they're a great product. So thank you guys for picking this stuff up. Use code NickyFit. Save 20% and free shipping. You're really helping me out. You're helping out the podcast. And thank you to Manscaped. And thank you guys. 
Uh, go out there. Let's get cleaned up. Let's get cleaned up. Let's not go out there all messy and stuff. We got to look good. All right, guys. Thank you. Just I'm I'm tricking everybody. Oh, dude, know, we like, had a tri- I did a seminar with Chris Hero, who's a great wrestler. Yeah. Everyone knows on the indies, like one of the best, arguably one of the better all around wrestlers, and had a stint in WWE. Yeah, and he shared a story because we were talking about imposter syndrome, and mm-hmm. it was a really eye opening thing. He's like, dude, you guys all think like you don't belong. Let me tell you a story about a guy who was texting me nonstop, saying, "I don't belong. I don't belong." I should just quit. I'm not as good as everybody else. And he's like, oh, and that guy just so happened to main event WrestleMania against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and his name is Kevin Owens. Dude. And he's like, I have the text, if you don't believe me, of like a few That's years amazing. ago. And here we are thinking, uh, reaction so, too. So, like, so, dude, you know. Uh, Kevin Owens, one of the best in the world, and he's questioning himself. Dude, he is. Like, he's that's so eye-opening good. for us schmucks that are yeah. just doing it on the indie level. And we're like, dude, no one, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You're always going to question dude, yourself. Dude, they were hard on Kevin. So, like, uh, when I got my tryouts with WWE that was when uh-huh. he- Kevin Owens was getting hired mm-hmm. so he was in the same tryouts as me oh and, that's crazy and he had already kind of like gotten himself a certain level on the indies where yep. he, he had a name oh yeah Mr. So Wrestling like, man so you know I was there as just like a, a kid from Iowa like a no-name dude but I earned my opportunity but Kevin Owens had kind of a target yeah so because he already had gotten some fame in the indies like it was um it was that Matt um the Matt Bloom Matt Bloom was yeah. super hard. He'd be like, because his name was Kevin Steen at the time. Yeah. He'd be like, Steen. He's just yelling at him and shit, dude. Like, so that guy, he's he's earned his spot. Oh, man. hell yeah. And he's one of, arguably, dude, one of the Matt best. that match Stone Cold was fucking sick. I don't think anybody could have had that great of a match with Stone I mean, no, no disrespect to Stone Cold, but like he's Nobody could have made Stone Cold look that good. Yeah. And it and, took and, a guy, because another guy like you, when you wrestled uh, Jake Hager, uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens is a guy that gets it. Yep. He knows what what wrestling's about. It's not about me. It's he made Stone Cold look good, and oh. I mean Stone, like you said, Stone Cold did look good. No, no knocking him at all. No, but in order to look that good, when you've been so limited with, and also with the injuries that he has, yeah. that meant his opponent stepped up. That good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I mean obviously it's kind of like when Jericho wrestled those three. Uh, remember when it was like Steamboat. Um, oh yes, yeah. Remember that at WrestleMania, it yep. kind of stole the show in a yep. sense. Uh, probably not because there was probably a Shawn Michaels match on that same card. But no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what about. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he made those legends look so good. Hell yeah. And whereas Steamboat actually made himself look good because he still had it. Dude. But he made the other guys look really good. And that's a, that's a sign of an incredible wrestler. Right. The wrestlers, right. I mean, some of the best wrestlers, I think uh, uh, an everyday fan that maybe doesn't know, understand the, 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 the science or the art behind wrestling. Yeah. It's like, who is this guy? Why is he even in, in wrestling? And then like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, this guy is making everyone around him look great. Like, Baron they, Corbin right now, I think, currently is a perfect example of that. That dude's like, awesome. He knows exactly what to do. In fact, we'll say, I will stop doing cool shit yeah. because I didn't want to be liked. I wanted to be continue to be the bad guy. Yes. So that way the good guys were being loved. He's, he's one of the best. He's I one think of my favorites. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome right now. Um, who I think I was compared to a wish version of uh, uh, Baron Corbin by somebody on uh, on an Instagram post from AEW about me, which I would was take hilarious. that as a compliment. Oh, shit. dude, people were calling me. Uh, they were like, oh, "Oh, he looks like uh, the Rock on Undertaker's body." Somebody said, oh, which I, thought, I was like, "Oh, dude, I don't." Where's like, the insult? I don't even, even Undertaker right. currently. I'll take that. Like, he's a 
freaking dude. Dude. And then yeah. someone else was like, oh, he looks like The Rock with Ricochet on Ricochet's body, which I was like, you are smoking crack because Ricochet's got an incredible He's insane. body. insane. Yeah, physique. And a lot of people compare me to like, oh, he looks like Chris, Christopher Daniels on a who took a bunch of stem cells. And I'm like... <laughs> I mean, you're, it's a weird backhanded compliment, but I'll take like, – oh, dude, every bald dude, wrestler I was being – dude, I was reading these yesterday, oh, and I was howling. It was like an AW post of me, God and damn. it had a shit ton of comments more than any of the other enhancement guys. I'm like, what's going on? Well, that's the thing, dude. Like every negative comment or like people talking shit, that's a good thing. Oh, I, yeah. Because every comment's a good thing, dude. It means something. It means people are talking yeah. about you. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, dude, like, it depends on my day. Like, if I'm not feeling, like... Don't read that shit. I don't read a lot of comments, like, on our station. Dude, we, even when I put these uh, these uh, clips up, sometimes yeah. it's like, don't read the comments. It's not worth it. No. Because yeah. it's, it's the most miserable... No 75% of them could be awesome and positive. It's yeah. those few negative ones. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Am I just a failure? Do I suck? Should I not do this? Like, But, but you just ignored everyone that enjoys what you do. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's such it's a... silly. We're all narcissists. It's like when you put up... It's like when you put up... It's like when you put up music, dude. Like... Yeah. You get 75% positive feedback. It's that one negative thing. Yep. You're like, fuck. Well, that was the one nice thing with the wrestling that kind of prepared me for wrestling was music. Because, you know, I've been playing music my whole life. But then all of a sudden, I'm the guy on the radio who has a band. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, his band's only getting all these opportunities because he's on the radio. Which, for the longest time, I would never even promote my band. I would promote all my friends' bands for yeah. that reason. And it was still as catching crap. So finally, I'm like, if I'm going to catch crap. I'm gonna promote my fucking band. Like, yeah, you might as well. Do yeah, that. You know what I mean, like, if, if you don't, if you want to say the reason why we got anything is because of that, go fucking ahead. You know what? At it's the end funny of the day, though, because then that takes away like all the work you put into become the radio personality. It's like it all kind of ties together. So it, it's weird, it's kind man. of all just jealousy in a sense. It is, and it's a weird vibe. Like it's a the wrestling ones. It's such a weird vibe when people are like, you only get this because of that. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but. I'm sorry. Like but it's not my fault that, that what I do for a living helps sell tickets. So why wouldn't a promoter want me on their show? Yeah, and it's kind of like it's not my fault that I put in all this work to become a valuable person. Yeah, you know because I have this. I put in this work to get this job, and I did good at it, which made my value go up. So it, it's like sorry, dude. I mean, I, you know, I, it's like it's a whole other podcast. I mean, when I moved out here, living in my car, like yeah. trying to just make it in radio, like before I was able to afford the luxurious one hundred dollar a month place in wallingford like you know i struggled just like anyone else maybe it wasn't to struggle to get it in wrestling but it struggled in some form of art and i was able to apply what i do for a living to help yeah build up this character dude i find those success stories like to be the most valuable are the ones where people had nothing Mm -hmm. and then struggle because it's like i feel like they end up appreciating things so oh hell yeah dude because you had nothing my only problem with that is that because I had nothing, I have no fear of again going back to having nothing. Yeah, because it I'm makes like, well, risky. Because then I'm not like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saving, and that's a whole other thing. But yeah, you're like, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. I'm having a kid and a wife. I'm like, I need to figure this shit out. I need because, to stop being so risky, dude. Because yeah. living check to check, totally fine when you're in your 20s and you don't have anyone to be responsible for. But when you're in dude, your 40s, I'm, it's like, oh, maybe I should make sure money's being saved. I'm right there with you right now because I've lived that kind of life my whole life, and yeah. now I'm like. Oh shit! Like forty's coming up soon, right? And I'm like, oh, I need to change the way I think about things. But my mind, maybe it's the same. It's like, well, fuck, I'll figure it out. I figured it out when I had it's nothing. Because you figured it out, yeah. so you're always like, oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll right. figure it out. All right, I'll make the adjustments. Shit, I, I do know. that all the time. I'm like, I could be going through the worst shit ever, and I barely sell it. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, it's somehow you do. It's like, it'll work its way out. It'll be fine. And yeah. then something does happen where it's like it did work its way out. 
So it's like eventually the universe gonna, usually gives you something yeah, right at the last minute. But one of these days, the universe is just gonna fuck you over. And <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm worried about. I'm a little scared about that moment. It's like maybe I do need to start being a little more conservative, a little more yeah. careful. You like, know, dude, like, we gave you AW, we gave you all these cool opportunities with your band. You got to play with Stone Temple Pilots. You have a great family. Yeah. You're being able to pay your bills, doing what you love. Yeah, it's time dude, to fuck you over. So let's hear about the Stone Temple Pilots thing. Another crazy dude. That all started with an interview. Okay. Uh, on my podcast of all things like we my buddy yeah, yeah, glenn yeah, yeah. and i did a podcast glenn used to be one of my bandmates in this band called bruiser brody which wrestling right appreciate. wrestling name and he's also got a great band called glenn cannon and the damage done that's killing it these days great band highly that's recommend. kind of dope is that a neil young reference i don't like the needle and the damage done you know probably okay that's yeah. Sick. yeah dude dude they're they're a great band so okay, good very cool so we're interviewing um oh crap who were we interviewing dean DeLeo, the guitarist yeah or was it Robert the bassist? I can't remember. But Eric Kretsch was also one of the ones that were interviewing. It might have been okay. on three of them. And during the interview, we're showing him a lot of love because freaking love Stone Temple Pilots. Right. Hunter, I do and, too. And so, so I mentioned, I was like, hey, man, you know, both of us, we play in a band together. And one of our songs, I, I we joke about it, but like it feels like a straight rip off of a Stone Temple Pilot song. Like it's just, yeah. it's got, it's not like we're ripping off your music. It's it just, just the vibe. Yeah, just the, the And they thought that was the coolest thing. Like, no way. And they're like, so what do you play? And I'm like, Glenn plays guitar and I play drums. We never joke, even jokingly threw this out there. They just, out of the blue, go, you know what? Tell you what, next time we come to Seattle, how about you guys be our guest mm-hmm. and come up on stage and do one song with us? Dude. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, Fuck yeah, of course we'd love but to But they're do that. just probably like, okay, cool local radio dudes. Yeah, they're Let's showing get them us on love. stage with us. The people in the area probably know them. But so then we finish the interview, and then the manager contacts are... And I thought nothing of it. I thought, that's just a cool thing. They have a, no, they're going to say out. it. It might not even happen. But the manager's like, yeah, what happened during this interview? They mentioned to us that, like, hey, when we go to Seattle, we want to make sure we take care of these guys. He's like, they never do this. Ooh. Which was like, what? So they just had a good experience. They had a good vibe. Yeah. So now, fast forward a few months later, we announced them as one of the bands playing Pain in the Grass. And of course, now all the listeners that heard that segment are like, you guys, it's happening. It's happening. I'm like, it's not happening. It's yeah. not going to happen. Like, we're not. And we had to do an interview with them. And they're like, are you going to ask? And I'm like, not, not even going to ask. Not, no. I was like, it was a moment in time. It was fun. Yeah. If it comes up in a way that makes sense to bring it up, sure. But I'm not going to be like, first thing be like hey you never dude. want to be asking for things greedy no. you know what i'm saying like it was the same with the tony that's Khan AW thing. like i was like i don't want to yeah. i'm not going to pull that card yeah even though it was handed to me i'm not even when people are like well why aren't you going to wrestle in seattle like you should just find tony and tell him i'm like no 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 like if it if, if, if i get an opportunity to wrestle i want to get that opportunity because i earned it not because right. i'm crying to tony Khan. right so it comes off bad when you do things weird. That way. Yeah. yeah, and and some people don't think like that, but I do, and maybe that it's it, it, it's an honorable thing, but also maybe it's hurt me maybe in my it's career. A detriment. It, I don't know. Maybe maybe I could be better about being better about being like a salesperson for myself. Maybe. So we pull them up, do the interview. Now we're having them on the actual morning show, not just the podcast. Yep. First thing, dude. I'm not even kidding you. We, we pull. Hey, what's up, guys? Like, which one of you guys is the ones playing with us when we uh, come to Seattle? And like. Oh, so that's a thing? Like, yeah, it's a thing. We're, we've been talking. I've been talking to my wife about this. We're excited. Yeah. I'm like, for real? And like, yeah. So, what song do you want to do? I'm like, any song. And like, yeah, whatever song. You, like, one of ours. But yeah. Whatever. What song do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Rec- I'm gonna pick the song that made me fall in love with the band, which was Sex Type Thing. Yeah. Also, in the back of my head, I'm like, this is not a hard drum song. Right. So I can pull it off. I know that with nerves. 
yeah, should yeah, still yeah. be able to power through this. Yeah. There's nothing super complicated. You don't want to fuck it up if you play no! Temple Pilots. And I'm not like I'm, dude. I'm a I'm a okay. I'm a passable drummer. Yeah. Like I mean, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not freaking Danny Carey from Tool. You know no, what I mean? Dude, that guy's insane. Right. Like I'm. I'm your four four. Keeping a simple beat. Yep. You know, grew up listening to Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. That style of a drummer, like minimal. Dave Grohl, even yeah. though he's a phenomenal drummer, he just didn't show it in Nirvana. Like right. he kept it simple. But I'm a simplistic drummer. I serve the song. It's like wrestling. I'm a simplistic wrestler that serves, serves the match. The, serves the product. Yeah. So I'm like sex type thing. Like fuck yeah, let's go. It's like you got to be kidding me. So I tell Glenn, I'm like, dude, we're actually gonna get to do this. He's like no, holy we're not. shit. Dude. And our band is getting to open that show, so we're getting yeah. to play already. So I'm like, all right, at least we're there. So, so then, cool. Dude. Day of the show. I'm like everyone's like, are you excited? I'm like, I don't know if we're even gonna get to do it. Like, we haven't seen these guys. Like, there's no guarantee. Like, yeah. they're not here yet. So they yeah. finally show up, and their manager tracks us both down. And go, hey, the guys at Sometimes Ohio want to see you guys to talk about. So playing. you're still thinking like, no. Day of, I didn't think we were going to do it. I mean, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I've, I've got we. Our band started covering sex type thing. Right. In our set. Yeah. Solely because that way we'd so be good at we'd it. We get the reps. Right. It's kind of like wrestling. You gotta get the reps in. Yeah, you gotta get the reps in. Yeah. So now they're like, hey, come to the back. And there they are eating lunch. And it's Dean and Robert. And like, hey, so you guys still in? I'm like, yeah. Like, do you know the song? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, do you want to practice with, with us in the back? Now I'm watching these two guys are eating lunch. Yeah. And this is where, again, goes back to respecting the environment that you're in. Like, selfishly, I was like, yeah, I want to practice with you guys. Like yeah. that would be fun to be in a room, right. playing on a practice pad, and just kind of go. But you could the... kind of tell the vibe. Or... But I was like, these guys are eating. The last thing they want to do is probably and they pull know out their the guitars. Song. They know that. So we're like, like, dude, we know the song. Yeah. Like, are you guys good without running through it? I'm like, yes. Sick. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, and I'm like, the only question I have is on the album you end cold. When you guys play it live, you do like this crazy ramp up. And you kind of like just go like at the end. And they're just like, oh, so you, you guys know this. Okay. They're like, how do you want to do it? I'm like, I don't care. It's how do you want us to do it? Like, just do it however you want out there. We'll just react. Holy shit. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to end it the way the record. Because in my head, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like thinking about the trolls. Mm-hmm. As stupid as that is, I'm like, if I go like do the crazy speed up thing, they're going to be like, what the fuck did you do to the song? You, even though yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah, do yeah. it every show. Right. I was like, I want to end it as the, as as the record the song, goes. yes. Okay. And then my buddy Glenn looks and goes, you have a lot of faith in us and you've never even heard us play a lick of music. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but you wouldn't be so confident to not practice with us if you didn't know the song. Yeah. I was like, I respect that. I was like, cool. And like, so, like, so we're good. We can keep eating. I'm like, yeah, dude, eat your lunch. Like, and they right. both look at me, thanks a lot. It's kind of dope for them because now they don't have to like take the time out. And but now all of a sudden now we got to go out there. That's pressure. And then yeah. we go out there and I'm like, dude, there's fifteen thousand people, hearts beating, and there's Stone Temple Pilots, and I'm like, on, SDP, you know, yeah, I'm sitting. Dude, in the who is, who's the singer at the time? Uh, Jeff Goot, who's now the singer, the the current one. Yeah. Okay. Sick. He's great. He's and awesome. Dude, I like that new album. Yeah. Same. And he introduced us. He goes, "All right, boys, don't fuck it up." I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." Like, start it up. And we're going, right? Now Dude. we're feeling it. And now I'm still like a bundle of nerves because I'm like, am I playing it too fast? Am I playing it too slow? It's just the right, you know, Holy I'm a drummer, shit. man. Like, yeah. like, and I'm guguilty of it many times with my band. I Speed rush. Speed up. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm like flying mm-hmm. high and it. So I'm like trying to tell myself, know Keep that song. Keep it in time. Keep so it I'm like in time. going and I'm going. And all of a sudden now uh, uh, Robert DeLeo comes over and he's, you know, it could go one of two ways. The bassist is looking at you. It's either that look of slow to fuck down. Or, or he's in the groove. He's feeling it. So I'm like playing, 
And I'm like, oh, this is the moment of truth. He just looks at me, big ass grin, and just mm-hmm. as he's playing, goes, fuck yeah. Yeah. And dude, I'm like, so it's and I look at him, and I'm like, fuck yeah. So now we're going. Dude. Dean comes over, and he's just freaking rocking on the stage, on the drum riser Whoa. with me. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in my life? Yeah. This is one of my all time favorite bands, and I'm playing my favorite song, song. of theirs in front of 15,000 people who are singing along. Singer comes over, Jeff, and he's looking at me, and he's grooving to the drums. This whole thing is happening, and I'm like, it ends. I never want it to end. Right. Right? This moment could go on forever. Giving him a hug, and they're like, you killed it. Awesome. I walk off the stage, see some dude that's standing there watching side stage. He goes, great job, man. I'm like, cool, thanks. I keep walking, and I stop for a second. I'm like, that was Gavin Rosdale from Bush. Holy shit, What the fuck? So I turn back around. I'm like, hey, dude. Holy shit, thanks, nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, you killed it. And I'm like, thank you. And I just walked off. But I was like, this is... Insane. Oh, dude, it was... That was like, honestly, up until... um, I, of course, want to be the good husband, married, kid. Of course, those are different life experiences. That's a whole different thing. Different part of your life. that's, that's, That's... not comparable. This is you like the kid who grew up loving rock music, the yes. kid who grew up loving wrestling. Like These are the moments. This was the greatest moment of my life was doing that Stone Temple Pilots thing until oh, I got to wrestle at All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Like, like no joke. Like So two of these amazing moments in your life and it's like, how? do you ever wonder, like, I feel like you probably don't understand how it happened, but I feel like like me looking at you from outside, it, I think it's like it makes total sense. That I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it does because I feel like I, it's because of how much you passion and love you have for these things yeah. without and just pure, pure like love of these things without like, like you didn't put yourself in these positions because of like, you know, like it's it's coming out of a place of just pure love for yeah. these things you have that you enjoy. I think it's, you know, it's so contagious. it's like. Yeah, and so like that. because you appreciate it and because you're a good person, these kind of moments are happening for you. I, I'd like to think that's the case. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's I, I always put out But it positivity. probably feels like how the fuck did this happen to me? To this day. Yeah. I, I never like it pops up on like a Facebook memory or I look at a picture, I'm like This isn't real. What the fuck? Like how did like the music one, even though that makes no sense to me, it made more sense because I've been playing music my whole life. The radio, it was right. our festival. Like the stars were the radio aligned. thing kind of lines up with yeah. it. Yeah. So the AEW one is like that was just what the fuck. I'm, I'm too old. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't been doing this that long. There's better people out there, right. but for some reason, like I think just the positive mindset and just that, like that childhood wonderment that I will forever, I think have. Like I've had people tell me that. Like I think that's why you're getting I, in these positions. Yeah. Dude. It's because you're not you're not letting go of that. I try not to let anything. Um, uh, the enjoyment of life. We you yeah. know people get older, they start um, getting bitter. Yep. And they forget about like just just pure love of things. I, I, I never want to not appreciate what I get to do every day with radio. Yeah. I never want to not like. I don't want to take anything for granted. That's what it is, and, dude. And I always will have like that almost like childlike curiosity. Yes, that's and what it is. That's what's getting you in these spots. So like you get excited about things. You're excited, like just like yeah, all that, man. Like I, none of that I should have ever been had those chances. But I think if I try to make those chances happen, yeah. they never would have happened. Right. You know what I mean? I just was. I'm there for the ride, and that's kind of like my whole life motto is like I'm just here for the journey, man. Like the destination is one day being underground. Really, I mean, right. at the end of the day, like we're all gonna die. That's what happens. And yeah. I don't know if it could happen tomorrow. It could happen next month. It could happen in hopefully in forty to fifty years from now. 
With and medical able, stuff, dude, you don't know. It could be a lot longer. Yeah, maybe I'll live, yeah, maybe I'll just be living like this weird brain thing. Like, yeah, who, who knows? knows? Like, like, but like, I like to think I'm taking the most of all my opportunities and and living the best life that I can. Because tomorrow, as cheesy as it sounds, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I think as we get older, we see yeah. some of our friends die from cancer and whatever. Like I could, or all the heroes in rock, dude. Yeah, like, wrestling too. Yeah, like, yeah, wrestling and rock music. Like, like I'd like to know that at least when I when when that day does come, if I can, if I have even like a half a second to reflect on my life before like that that moment comes to a close, I could be yeah. like, I did everything that I possibly could have. I was given opportunities and I went with them and I gave mm-hmm. my best. It might not have been a hundred, it might not have been perfect. It might not have been as good as someone else that maybe is more talented, but I did the best version of me yeah. and I could go, I could close my eyes and be done with this world Dude. knowing that I did that, you know? That's a huge, huge message for people, man. Yeah, and it's like, that's why like, I, like I, you're not going to be on your deathbed like wondering what if because you right. did, you tried, you did the things and, you wanted to do. I'm not going to be like, oh man, I was really good at saving my money. I, I I know I should be better, but you know, you know, like, no one ever looks back on life being like, "I was yeah, very fuck good at that, that dude." Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, like I live my life to the best. I treat treated people with as much kindness and respect as I I, I feel like I have. I mean, sure, I'm human, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I've maybe rubbed some people the wrong way. Maybe they well, come if in a you've bad ever day. if you've done anything in life worth doing, you've rubbed people the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, and I never intentional. And like, there's been times where people will, like be like, "Oh, I met you 20 years ago, and you were a dick to me." I'm like, "Sorry, I, I'm really hey, <laughs> not my intention. Probably could have happened, but yeah. there's a good chance maybe at that moment the world was." crumbling around me whether it be a work thing and you try to like hit me when i was trying to handle something or put right. out a fire right or maybe i just got dumped or who maybe, knows you know, who knows I, I can't go back in time to remember that moment i don't remember what i ate yesterday so sorry like i yeah. I, I i live very much in the present tense mm-hmm. i mean i go back to music but like pearl i think jam, that's the other thing dude oh that song is per, great pearl jam pearl jam's present tense is my life mantra such a good song. Because I remember when, like, in college, hearing that song for the first time, or maybe after college. In the present. Yeah, it makes much more sense to live. Like, you could spend your whole Such life a simple line. living uh, on past regrets, or you yeah. can, it, makes much, it makes much more sense to live Re-digest in the present tense. in past regrets. Yeah. yeah dude, so, seriously. But when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck? You're That's right. It's like profound lyrics, honestly. And it's the simplest song. I always think Eddie Vedder doesn't get enough credit for his lyric writing. Oh, spend a minute and, like, really dude. listen to it. Like, especially, like... A lot of, I mean, all of this stuff, but that earlier stuff, yeah, like on ten and even like no code, and yeah, there's some crazy just the lyrics, freaking uh, uh, verses when you listen to like WMA, yeah, verses and like huge. about just like you know not to like go crazy, but like you know, no, that song, stuff, I mean, that song is like still relevant to this day. When we were dealing yeah. with a lot, a lot of like these like you know unfortunate killings of people because of them being minorities, and you're yeah. like you hear that song, and it's like about how. 20 something years ago 25 30 years ago he's writing a song that's still relevant that saddens me like it's like it is sad you know man. like yeah that's he, a super powerful song yeah, yeah. Like, he, he won the lottery by being born yeah by being a white male Just american being white born white in and america. it's like dude you know I mean, and it's all based on him witnessing somebody being treated bad because of their race and it's like fuck yeah you know and yeah, Eddie, like, Dude, I feel like no matter what you're going song. through in life, you could probably find an Eddie Vedder song that will connect with you yeah. or connect with what's going on in the world. And he wrote it 30 years ago. 100%. It's like, fuck you, man. Dude. God damn it, you're talented. He's got this song even from, like, I think it was the 2006, the Pearl Jam self-titled Avocado album. Yeah. My favorite song I always think about in life is... Um, it's that one life wasted. It's like yes! I faced it, a life wasted. I'm never going back again. Fuck yeah! It's like so. That's kind of the mantra of life. Like, may, you know, like maybe you've been in a spot where you felt like everything's falling apart, or what. It's like never going back to that yep. spot again. Yeah. Like I've been there, done that, and now it's because you know all the lyrics of that are like, 
why you know give up it's like why swim the channel just to get this far you're halfway there why would you turn around you know but people do darkness comes in waves why invite them to stay so it's yeah. like yeah we all have the dark period but why let it let it set in yeah, yeah, yeah. don't let it set in keep going yeah know, dude like, and i don't know about you like i grew up like being around people that like when they hit their 40s they're it was, done it was almost like they were just like yep now it's sit on the couch yeah. watch the news and almost like you're not waiting to die, but in a yeah, sense, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like are. that. It's that meme where it's like most Stop people living. die at 35, but they're not buried until 75. And here I am, like, fuck, dude, that. my 40s, and I say this with complete confidence. It's not even about like. It's because of all the great things I've gotten to do, but like my 40s have been the best decade best. of my life, yeah. and there is not even. A close second. I think anybody can make that happen too. I, dude, I didn't think I could. It's about I grew up, it's, it's I grew mindset. Up, yeah, I grew up thinking when you hit your forties, you might as well just mail it in. Now right. you're just dead end job. You're miserable. You're you're you're, you're a parent, and you're yeah. not really happy to be a parent. I'm like, no man. Like I could be a parent. I could still have fun with my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Be a parent too. Obviously, it's not always yeah. fun. But then also do shit that makes me happy because right. my kid will see that. Because I saw that as a kid. Yes. And all I saw was when you hit your 40s. You're done. You're done. Yeah. And it scared me, man. So when I hit my 40s, it wasn't like, I was like, why do I have to be done? Like, you don't. Right? Like, oh, oh don't I can learn how to done, wrestle. Dude. My body's still okay. Like, yeah. I can take a bump. I can do this. I can do that. And then all of a sudden. It's a good message to anybody out there. Like, you can do it at any age. You can do what you're. Fuck like, if I can, anyone can. Just don't be done in life. Get that, get that, like you said, that childlike wonderment yeah. back. But the thing I always you tell know, people like, too, like, because I've had people come up in wrestling training, like, and sometimes, and it's like, I, I know they meant that as a comment, but like, oh yeah, I saw you wrestle, and I figured if you could do it, anyone can. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll see you how, at, at, when, when training's over. And then right. some of those guys don't come back, and I'm like, yes, if I could do it, anyone can. But you also have to put in you still a lot have to of work. Put in the work. Like anyone can do this, mm-hmm. but you just can't walk in and expect they that you're can't have... do the work and they can't yeah, show yeah. up over and over and so, over again year after year like you have. Yeah. That's the and difference. You got to work harder because you got to. And I, uh, it's t- putting in the time over and over. It's consistency more yeah. than. And it's a trip when I tell people like I finally like I used to be a little like apprehensive saying I'm in my 40s to like my wrestling crew. Yeah. Like I, you know, and I finally like I even like when I was talking to one of my buddies at, about the AW experience at the last Defy show, and I'm like, yeah, it's just nuts. Like, dude, we're so happy for him. Like, dude, it's just nuts that a guy who's pushing towards the later part of my 40s yeah. got to do that, and they all stopped. Like, what? Huh? Yeah. It's like we thought at maybe late 30s. But see, that's the thing like, is when fuck. you when you live that's your cool. life the way you're living it, like it's not really people can't tell what age you are because it's like. Yeah. So I have like different friends that are both like 57 right now. One of them, you might as well, he might as well be 80 years old. Yep. Because of how he lives his life. Terrible, doesn't take care of himself, yep. drinks all the time, super negative, never does anything positive. Yeah. And he seems like he's 80. I have another friend, he's driving a fucking sports car. He's wearing like fucking fresh, like young people clothes. And not in like some weird like, no, you he- said like uh like midlife crisis way, just like this is who yeah. the guy is. He seems like he's in his young 40s or 30s, You know what the funny thing is? I bet more people look at him with judgment than they do. They do, actually. With the guy that's that's in terrible shit. He has a hard – he gets a hard time for his buddies and stuff. Like, why do you still lift? Why do you still act like this? And it's like – it's not like he's doing it. It's like you see some guys do it and it's like kind of a weird like – sad way yeah this is not that he's like a hello fellow kids guy you know? like there's some yeah. people where it's like you know they look like shit and they're still trying to like like dress like they're young and they look goofy right 
That's not what I'm talking about. This dude's killing it. You no, know what no, I'm saying? Like, I, I, I but it's his energy. You're around him and you feel like you're with like a 30 year old dude. Yeah. The other guy, it's like, you might as well just like pack it in Sad. and be dead, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But what know? a weird world we're in where we look at that and it's like, okay, that's acceptable. I mean, of course, people be like, hey, you should probably tone down the drinking. But when you look at a guy who's driving a sports car, no, our society life. actually likes the guy that's old yes. and drinking and sad better. Yeah, yeah. that's more normal to them. Yep. Sadly, no, it, it truly it's is. weird. I'm ex- I get to experience that now with like family and friends when they're like, yeah. "When are you going to grow up?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Like, well, the they, wrestling thing. And I'm like, "Motherfucker, I own my own home." Well, like, what they mean is get you know, old and get bitter. Become them. They, they, they it, mean, it, like, it tr- stop enjoying your life. Because it bothers them. That you're enjoying your life. Because they wish. And you're killing it. As, as dickish as it sounds. This is so real, But though, they dude. wish that they were doing that, but for some reason yep. they've decided that they can't. That's 100% right. It it's just a mindset, and they want you in their mindset because they have put walls up for themselves. Otherwise, they got to look at themselves. That's the thing. So you make yeah. them uncomfortable. And I, it hurts, though, because yeah. it's like. Dude, I'm just trying to live my best life. I'm not judging anybody yeah. for whatever they do with their life. And here I it's found something like if I you, love. If you get into a certain shape and you're around people that aren't in shape, you even make them feel uncomfortable. Yes. I and you're not even too. telling them to work out. You're yep. like, do whatever you want. And they still feel that way. Oh, I have people like, oh, Steve and his fitness. And I'm not yeah. like anything like, I'm not walking but it makes around them like uncomfortable because you work tops, but like. People get uncomfortable when you're working harder than them or enjoying yourself, and they're not. And I feel awful thinking like that because like, it's so true. But though, once dude. you start realizing that, it, it 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 helps you a little bit with like yeah. my anxiety. Because for a long time, I'm like, well, maybe they're right. No, I'm like, no, they're not right. Like when I when I, when someone in my life is like, there's that truth of misery loves company, yeah. dude. Yeah. And they want they want you so they're in a vibrational level that's here, and they want you down here. And if you're up here, like fucking. I'm on AEW. I'm playing with Stone Temple Pilots. I'm doing. I'm loving my life. I'm enjoying this. I'm still having time for my family. I'm feeling good. You're up here like vibrating high. They're like, fuck that. They're yeah, like, come that. down here. Yeah. This is growing up. Yeah. Give up on your stuff. When are you going to grow up and come down here where it's comfortable? Yeah, and it's weird. Like, what is growing up? And like, it's, it, like, it's They don't even mean growing up. It's a weird, it's stupid. It's yeah. like, a, I hate that, dude. Oh, I hear it all the time. Like, it's, it's, one of the, like, it's, my goal in life is to never give in to that. Same. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm gonna go kicking and screaming. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe I won't do wrestling forever, but I'm always gonna do things that are gonna keep me young. Yes. Whatever and it that may you be. Love and your passion. Yeah. And like within, re- obviously, I'm gonna always make time for the people I love. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it hurts when you think about like when someone does like that you care about family, friends, right. or like when are you gonna grow up? It's like, why are you so upset with me chasing a dream? Yeah. Like if I was like, hey, on the weekends I go play softball and I get drunk with my buddies, and and that's what I do for fun. They'd probably be like, cool. Dude, you you could probably be like a piece of shit. And like drinking, you know, fat, lazy, just like a just like a suck on the earth, and they'd probably be like more comfortable with that. But the wrestling thing than you doing the stuff you're doing. There's certain people that's how they are, dude. Yeah, like if I said, Oh, I I, you know what I've done for a hobby, I'm like, I'm doing like some random like little like theater stuff with my buddies, like plays and things. Like, oh cool. Like that's not but if I say I'm doing wrestling, like when are you gonna grow it's up? It's so weird. Dude. It's like, well, what's what's why is that one thing better than the other? Like, well, a lot no of one people... gave me shit when I was playing music on the weekends or mm. playing hockey on the weekends. Like yeah. family, like they were just like wrestling has a weird effect on people. But when I said man. I was, it, it's a weird thing, man. Yeah. And it, 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 that that infuriates me because people like, don't get. I've it. had coworkers, family, people never blinked an eye if I was yeah. playing hockey on like a Thursday night and staying it's up like until normal. midnight. It's normal. Yeah. It's, it's what we do. You're yeah. doing beer league. You're doing this. But when I 
pick up wrestling and which impacts my life less like in fact it's made me better shape right it's, it's actually sharpened up my improvisational skills for work yeah it helps it's like, with work it, it, it's also helped with just just everything it builds community you yeah the community building you're doing with all the friends and people that have a shared passion with I've you. met more eclectic interesting people than in wrestling yeah. than I would ever meet in any other thing that I love and that's even saying music and a music is a pretty cool other. weirdos we are all yeah. weird as fuck I love it in all different ways some seem more cooler than others, but at the end of the day, we're all the uncool kids. Dude, it's like there's that get a whole, shit on for loving wrestling. Right, there's a whole group of like uh definitely the people that I know in wrestling back home that are probably excited that you're on this podcast right that's now cool. watching you. So like and that's all that's the group of those misfits back home. Yeah, dude, we're and all, they all find this well, broken like, toys. Yeah, they find this like uh brotherhood in that, you know, uh, or I, sisterhood dude, too, you know, it's like I've met people I would have never met. For no reason other than well, I just wouldn't be running in the same social circles mm-hmm. or like life circles, like whatever. Yeah. Like I would have never met had it not been it for wrestling. It brings a lot of really different people together and over really, one shared passion. And I will take that to the day I die over, it's pretty over cool, dude. some boring ass person that has nothing to contribute. Yeah. I'd rather be around the most eclectic because I know yeah. I, I – look, they, they can say about that about me. Like they took out this old guy that's still wrestling. Yeah. Like I'm the eclectic guy for that reason. But we're right. all eclectic for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But man, it makes time in the locker room fun. Yeah. Everyone's got stories to share. Everyone's creative. So cool. Dude. You know, yeah, you yeah, got a couple – Part's the funnest part, yeah. man. Yeah, going to a room like let's just say you and I had a match and we never met. Yeah, we would meet two hours later. We're trusting each other with our lives. Yeah. I mean, really picking as, each as, other up and dropping each other. Over dramatic as that sounds, it's the God's honest truth. Like we could literally kill each other mm-hmm. if we fuck something up. And yes. we trust each other, even though we've never met, but we can vibe out when we're planning tell, how much you can trust somebody. It is weird when you're in the ring with somebody, you actually can tell how much you trust in them. Don't. And you know how to protect yourself yeah. if you kind of don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it, when you get the vibe like, ooh, I can really trust this oh, yeah. guy. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll give like, an extra pep is, in the jump. Yeah, this yeah. is going. You and know, then when like, the show and the match ends, yeah. I've created a life bond with somebody. Yeah. That I probably maybe Unspoke, I won't spoke. You never had to speak about it either. It's insane, dude. It's like, just there. It's like an un. It is weird. You can like feel that with somebody immediately. And like you like even like when the AW thing. Like when I got in the back, like uh, Danhausen, who's killing it in, yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, the face. Him brand. and I, we had a match, and right. we really bonded in that match. Like we hit it off. Everything. He loved my character dude, stuff. So cool. We went and got dinner afterwards, and still stay in touch very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's busy. But, but when, you made a connection. But when I was in the back, he came beeline straight to me. He goes. Migs, I was just talking about you yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, and he's like, oh, I was telling all the boys about how we went to, they went to 13 Coins. Like, you know who took me here was this guy from Seattle, Migs. And yeah. we tried the Well, now every time he's back in Seattle, he's probably going to remember Migs. Yeah, you know it was saying? cool. Like, it's like, a positive thing. It's like, how many times do you remember someone you met one night? And yeah. then 20 well, in like, wrestling, you do though. In wrestling, because you, yeah. you you are handing each other each other's well being. There's this dude named uh, uh, James Beard who was a, a referee and yeah. stuff in wrestling, and like he's an older dude, but he's friends. I know with, the name. Yeah, James Beard. He's a friend with um, my friend James Jeffries, and I've met him once, but I feel like super connected to him because yes. we we bonded over wrestling and we hung out this night, and it's like. This guy gets it. Yeah. He gets wrestling. And he he runs a wrestling promotion, but super cool dude, you know, like it's good people, man. Texas dude. And it's like, you know, so I'll wish him happy birthday every time I see it yep. or see he'll like stuff on Facebook and it's like, we met once, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's one of my people. That, you know it, what I'm it's saying? crazy. Like, like and it's like you yeah. probably would have never met 
you can't do that in anything other than I think like wrestling or music. It feels like yeah, yeah. and I think wrestling is even a little bit more crazy. Yeah, in definitely. my opinion, in a good way. Like it's true just, because yeah. you know when I'm playing with my band, I don't have to worry about breaking their neck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, that, it's that bond with that yeah. dude. It's yeah. wild. So when you were growing up, dude, like who, uh, what, what was your favorite? Re- who was your favorite wrestler? Um, who did you get the most inspired by? Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes. Dude, Dusty, uh, Dusty is the greatest. People you know, don't understand. And he's all charisma. He Dude, is, he, watch his I, matches. I watch his stuff now, and I'm like, that guy had drip before drip was a yes. thing. And like, he he'd come out wearing, like, him and Nikita Koloff got these, like, big fur coats one time. He's like, I remember that. There is nothing to explain this. He's Dude, just, like, massively overweight. Yeah. Dude with a list. Had sex appeal. Somehow became yeah. a sex symbol. I know I'm a little bit more overweight than some of these other people, but baby, you know, he would just come out he like... he owned it, man. That blue-eyed... it. Just that blue-eyed soul, baby. And he was just a great talker, but when you watch him in the ring, his moves, elbow, oh, Well, he was amazing punch, in the ring, elbow. too. And then it was all what he did between but those it was moves. how he did it. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. like he was doing crazy... But dude, him, there's Jake the Snake um, Roberts, yeah, Macho Snake. Man. Yeah. Like, those were guys I all loved. You got to go on Instagram and follow. It's called No Context Dusty. Okay. They just they just post a bunch of like old Dusty I'm in promos. For that. It's yeah. so good. Dusty's one of my old. I mean, right now his son Cody is my favorite wrestler currently. Dude, Cody's amazing. He's, he's, another, he's on another level. I, I'll argue that with so many of my friends who don't believe that they think he's great. But well, like, they don't like, realize he's, though. Yeah. He's the best wrestler. Yep. Hands down. I, yep. I will argue from promos, yep. storytelling, yeah. matches, everything he does is – if if I could like aspire to be a wrestler, like right. be like, hey, you could just take every skill set of a certain wrestler that's wrestling right now. That guy is so cool, dude. I'd be like Cody Rhodes. No mm-hmm. question. Like, There's a lot of great wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. And, no, and he's, it's he's a subjective argument. But for me, there's nobody better in professional wrestling right now than Cody Rhodes. I agree with you. Yeah. He's actually he's up there for me. Just how he conducts himself too. Mm-hmm. All I business. love I love it. All business. He wears the suits. The, the way he carries himself, to me, that's like the guy you want to. be. And he went to another level coming back to the WWE. I don't know if it's like having help with advice on like his promo because his promos were great with AEW, but they've gotten even better. So much more like yeah. well well oiled machine. Fine. He's making me love WWE again. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And like you believe. It seems like they have saying. they are really kind of on a stride right now of doing pretty pretty cool stuff. Hundred yeah. percent. Um it is weird. I don't know, like there's different eras. It just it feels like they're kinda of back to like I don't know what's happened or changed, but yeah, WWE's pretty good right now. I think it's just like a good talent. The talent they're is letting there. the talent be talented. Yeah, they're they're letting and more I think that's stuff. And the Triple H thing behind the scenes, like as I think as it definitely is. Yeah. Like I think sometimes like you, when you have a team of writers, you should utilize them. Yeah. But you should also let the talent beat. I mean, you probably like, remember this when you're wrestling. Like, if you have a booker that's like, I want you to do this, 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 and this, and this in your match, and you're like, well, fuck, that doesn't go with anything that I typically do. I'll do it because you're paying yeah, me. Yeah. But like, the better promoters are like, hey, I need you to get to this point. Our promoter was figure more it of a out. bullet point kind yes. of guy. He kind of lets you be you. But he did ask specific things sometimes that he because he knew how a show was supposed to be. But you could still be you. But you could still be you. And I think that's yeah. what's happening right now is like, yeah, we have a goal. Mm-hmm. We have a vision. We also have, like, this is what you need to convey in well, this Well, that's promo. why I enjoy AEW a lot lately, Same. too. Because they're definitely letting people... They just say, fucking go. Yeah, they let them create stuff, you know. And, and dude, when you let the talent be talented, yeah. as dorky as a line as that can be, when you let creative people be creative, like, when you 
I agree because we would have never had all the the good characters we had if they the best you know, moments. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's how you get a Stone Cold. That's how you get a Rock. You know, like that's how you get a CM was, Punk. How was Stone Cold ever supposed to be Stone Cold? Like if you look at his, you know, previously who he was. Yep. Before he was able to kind of just be himself. You yep. know, like and imagine someone else writing. His same with like poem. you said, CM Punk. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Like yeah, I'm sure they had a vision of how they wanted this story arc to happen with him and John Cena. Yeah. But you could hear it like when he was doing that. You gotta let it be a little bit real, right? It's like here's where we need you to go with this. At some point, we're gonna cut you off, but go be you, right? Because fans believe it. Then Mm -hmm. you gotta have some little bit of truth sprinkled in there. When people who are in the industry are questioning whether or not what he said was legit, or even though it was probably written, oh, I bet you know it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it was. Like I don't think it was like fully written, but I think probably not. Hundred percent. I bet it was like, hey, I'm gonna take a shot at Triple H. I'm gonna take a shot at this. I'm gonna take a shot at that. Loose plan. Loose plan. This. Yeah. 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 And or or even like you know. Some of the best promos are like, hey, look, are you cool? Is there anything you don't want me to say? Right. And then it's like, no, man, all bets are off. And then you just kind of react Like, look way. at Brett and Sean when they had, yeah. like, they went in on each other, you know. But those were great promos. I mean, right now. But they I were too like, great because that ended up being this huge yeah, fight. Yeah. But still, dude, some good shit. I mean, like, right now with the Roman and, and Cody stuff is just. So good. It's it's compelling. It's making me excited for WrestleMania, actually. Same. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. 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 I can't wait. That's going to be a, I feel like it's going to be a good WrestleMania this year. I Dude. For real, I think yeah. there's at least three matches where you're like, okay, yeah, got to see that. Yeah, gotta see that. yeah. Roman too is a guy that's really Fuck, good right now. So good. Yeah, but, but definitely, I think I'm a Cody Rhodes type of dude myself. Dude, it's like it, he it, has that old school vibe. He does something man. about him, man. He brings the he such a level of respect for like the history of wrestling, and you yep. can feel it. In he's him. the wrestler I would have grown up watching as a kid. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's got that vibe. He's like his dad, but like a different. It's not his totally dad. different than his dad. But like he, you could tell when. But it's, the same respect for the business. It's, yeah. He makes you feel, and that's what yes. his dad did. And yeah. that's the best wrestler is going to make you feel good, bad, angry, happy. They're making you feel something. That's a good way to put it. The best wrestlers make you feel. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's the, mo- they create moments. Dude. What's it like, that radio, man? Like, same, like. That's what you guys do, shows, basically, right? Like, yeah. You want to make people feel, obviously, our goal is to make you feel good. Now, did like, you have happy. any heroes uh, in radio growing up? Like, Howard Stern. Howard Stern, I was obviously. Say, that dude is yeah. the shit. Yeah, know? fuck, dude. I grew up in New York. He's a legend. I mean, that was high school for us. Like, we would all listen before we get to high school. Yeah. And then we would, like, talk about what we heard. And right. one of us or all of us would have our parents record the rest of the show. Right. So I'd get home. Could listen to it. I could listen to it if I get my homework done. That's so, so funny. My, like, you had to record it because it was only on the radio. Like, now you can just watch everything on yeah, or, or YouTube. Or, or podcast. Podcast. Like, like, no, back then, like, Mom, I have a 120-minute cassette. So can you record it? And I made sure we eventually was able to get enough money saved so I could get one of those recorders that when it hits the end of the tape, it flips for you. No way. And starts yeah, recording yeah. the other side. So you still get all so the I show. So get, I get at least two hours. Dude, that's so And I'd be so, so mad I couldn't get all of it, though. But that's, that's what so we that, did. So he was the shit then. So like, what about like Opie and Anthony, those dudes? They were a little... They happened more after I was out of New York. Okay, so when you were already upstate. kind of on your own upstate. path. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I knew of them. I thought what they did But you didn't cool. like grow up on them or anything. No, no, yeah, okay. no. It was I was a Howard guy. I, yeah. I, but I never got into like radio wars. Radio wars to me are just like wrestling. It's yeah. not real. Uh, yeah. And if it is, then it's cheesy. Because like, why, why, why are you trying to like, in my eyes, like. Well, you guys have a game. cool vibe on the, the air. Like, and it's cool because radio is kind of like a dying thing. It could but be. But you're yeah. 
station is still so successful. Very, yeah. Which is pretty crazy in 2023 to have a successful radio station. And I know so many people that still listen to it. You know, you know what I'm why? Saying? Like, and I mean, I think it's a, it's a, and it's there's no secret sauce to it. It's just we're so personality driven. Yeah. And a lot of stations. It's kind of like you said, letting the talent be the talent. Yes. You guys get to be yourselves on there. I we, love. That. We get to do a show. So that the music is all, I mean, of course, music is important, but these days you can get music any fucking where. Oh, yeah, on your for phone, free. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you pull yeah, up yeah. YouTube. If you want to listen to a commercial, even if you don't have like the subscription, yeah. you can listen to this a full about record. any song, yeah. That's why when I, it's so funny when people get mad. They're like, why are you going to play this fucking song? I'm like, dude, it's 2023. If you really want to hear that song, just go play it. Go fucking stream it. Like, leave yeah, me the fuck yeah, alone. Like, yeah. like, that's not what we're in the business for. I, I appreciate you listening and all that, but yeah. you're being an asshole. Right. I don't want to deal with this. Where but it's, it's like, really the in between the music that makes you guys so popular. That's what I like to hear yeah. is like, it, it's 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 a thing that's like kind of gone now too. Yeah, a lot but of, you're still doing it. That's why it's so popular. Man. And I think that's why from like six in the morning all the way until like ten p.m. Like we have strong personalities and people like feel like they're hanging out with you. Yes, and that's the you know? biggest compliment you'll ever get. It's like when people are like. I love going to work. I hate my commute, but I love that I'm stuck in traffic because I feel like I'm hitting and in, in I'm sitting in the car with my homies. Yeah, and we're all cracking jokes. I just can't. They can't hear me. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, th- there's not. I'm a sure there's so compliment. many people listening, and they're like, man, I wish I could respond. Yeah. So when people meet you, they're probably like, man, I always wish I when you're saying that yeah. thing the other day. Or and, like, and it's so great for an introvert like me, which I know I talk my ass off when I have a microphone in front of me, and like when I'm when I'm when I'm there to perform wrestling music. I'm there to perform. Like that's when I, I become an extrovert. But you're actually introvert. In real life, man, I'm pretty chill. Yeah. And so like for me, the radio gig is the greatest icebreaker because I'll mm. just be out and about and somebody will come up to me and say hi at a bar. Yeah. I would never say hi. Right. And but they now come you have up, this thing you can talk about. And we instantly have the weirdness of, of small talk is gone because they're mm-hmm. like, dude, I heard you guys talking about the Seahawks yesterday, man. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, that, I'm comfortable now. Right, dude. Yeah, it takes cool all game. that away. Like, it's just like, yeah, I feel there's a lot of those um, people that are entertainers that are like still kind of introverts. Oh, a lot. You know, Wrestling but it's like, too. but, but yeah. it brings out the extroverted side of you. you it's where we saying? get to get that experience. Like, to me, it's like I'm most comfortable being extroverted if there's a crowd. A of people. reason. It sounds so Purpose. narcissistic, but it's like if there's a group of people watching me, then I'm okay with Like, I don't get. I, of course, get, like, butterflies, but, like, when I'm going to do, like, a stage announcement or talk in front of a large audience, like, it I got to... feels this, right. I got to talk in front of 60,000 people before yeah. Metallica went on stage at Lumen Field. Dude, that's huge. That's that was awesome. nuts. I love and, Metallica. And I was so nervous, but then I told myself, and I tell myself this with wrestling now, it's like, when you're out there, you owe it to yourself to embrace the moment, mm-hmm. to suck it in. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. just stop at least So it's for being 10 in the present seconds. again, right? yeah. Like, because a lot of times I'll just talk over people's heads and almost black out. Yeah. And just like, I'm doing my stage announcement. This is terrifying. I don't want to make eye contact. But I've gotten to a point in my life where it's like, you don't know how many more times you're going to get to do this. Yeah. And sure as hell, don't, I don't think you're ever going to get to go speak on a microphone in front of a stadium full of people again. At a fucking metallic. Fucking concert. love it. Yeah. Same like, Dude. I got to introduce Kiss. Dude. Same thing. I'm like, you owe it to yourself. Like more heroes of ours. You, know you owe like, your teenage version of yourself to embrace the moment and really fucking soak it in. I love that, dude. Yeah. Every time I was ever wrestling and stuff, that's what I would always tell myself. Like your eighth grade version of you mm-hmm. would not fucking believe this moment. That's so what you were wrestling, so appreciate too. it. And I tell like one of the newer guys was you talking know, like, to me yesterday. And he's like asking me because like, I love what your character is. I'm like, honestly, 
the moment my character became fun and I enjoyed doing it is when I decided I'm going to be the wrestler that I would have loved when I was 12. Yeah. And I loved Roddy Piper. Dude, that's so And so, so I have people, and I don't feel like I'm Roddy Piper at all, and no, no one ever but, could but be. but I know what you mean. But I've had people in Portland, the home of Roddy Piper, multiple people pull me aside and go, you remind me of Roddy Piper with how you are as a heel. Yeah. Like, not as a, like, you're not obviously him. I think that stuff naturally comes through you, dude. I don't think you, it's You love your passion. Yeah. Like my buddy who loves Kerry Von Eric, it'll just come. Like oh, he loves old school I wrestling. I love Eric's. And these like old dudes, like he'll meet these old guys in wrestling, and they'll come up and be like, "Your style is so yeah." Like they have the, like because he wrestles this old. It's just because all he did is he watched all that old yep. stuff and it like absorbed in yep. his body, and now it comes out through what he does. It's not oh. like he's trying to do it; it just happened. So these old guys would be like, "Man, yeah," you know. And then for him, his thing was always like, "If you were bigger." Because he was always a small dude. It's yeah. too bad. But he's like one of the best wrestlers. James Jeffries is his name. Oh, dope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he even looks like Kerry Von Eric. It's That's funny. so cool. He has the same oh. hair. He was my favorite of Named the his son Kerry. That's He cool. had a son. Named his son Kerry. Uh, Texas Tornado. I mean, I, right. I was mad when they called him that because I'm like, God damn it. No, he's Kerry Von Eric. Right, right. That was such a change. Texas That's like probably when he was wrestling with his fake foot and everything after that motorcycle accident. Yeah, yep, yep. And still doing better than most people. And he was oh like my God, still under amazing. the influence. Such a weird thing. But. But anyway, dude, yeah, no, that's amazing. So, like, I understand, I, I totally relate to that uh, being more comfortable in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. If I had to go to a bar, a crowded bar full of people amongst the crowd, I don't feel that comfortable. No. If I was in a band, like my band playing on stage in front of them, I feel fine. Yep. It just, it's a weird thing. I Same, don't know. like, I'll go to my, my wife will take me to one of our friend's parties, and I don't know anyone, maybe you two feel people. feel weird. And- I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a loss for words. Mm-hmm. But then if you put me in front of a crowd of, Wrestling fans, wrestling fans, or like in, in a ring on a microphone, yeah. I can engage. I'll, 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 I'll do. I'll engage with you all night long. Right. It's, it's weird, man. But like, that's just how my, that's how my mind works. I'm always, tr- I'm always trying to be better at that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not like, well, this is how I am, and just deal with it. Like, I don't ever no. want to be that person. You so always want to like, okay, grow, right? How do I get beat? And I'm still. That's a work in progress. I still haven't found that secret sauce. But mm-hmm. like, I'm still putting my best foot forward. Like, I'm never gonna want to be like that person's like. I don't want to go out because it's social. I'm socially awkward, and it's like, almost a way to help with being socially awkward. Yeah, right? you get it's, less it, awkward each time. Sometimes it's just putting in the reps. It's yeah, all, it's putting in the reps. Everything putting in the reps, man. Everything boils down. Some take more reps than others. Yeah, man. So, so what's um what's some uh, plans for the near future for you? Oh, coming up this year, what do you got in the works? And then we can wrap this up here. Uh, I'm just gonna keep doing some wrestling around town. As far as the wrestling thing, uh, yeah. I do SOS every w- month in Tacoma. You go to yeah. SOSProWrestling.com. I was the champion there, which was cool. That's Not that sick, anymore, dude. but now I'm on my quest to get it back, of course. And oh yeah, uh, I, I've got a big no disqualification match. This is great. My character had a, a, my, like was radio. He, yeah. My my biggest fan was my basically my weapon. He was okay. a guy who like come to all the shows. He was my biggest fan. And he was just obsessed with me, so he would be willing to do whatever it took to help me win matches. Right, that's a great gimmick. It's so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but finally, he got sick because I never respected him because he's a fan. Oh, Why okay. would I care? Now, so he turned. He's a fan, and eventually, he got sick of me not giving a crap about him. Yeah. He turned on me and cost me the title. Dude, so that's now we're having this big gold. blow. Off. That's old school storytelling. It's storytelling, yeah. and people are biting and into it. Like, right. it's great. So now we're gonna have a big blow off, no disqualification match at the next. You SOS versus show. your obsessive fan that yep. finally got sick of your narcissism. It's no longer Mig's biggest fan. It's Mig's ex fan. He doesn't oh, have a name. He's it's the like ex fan. Yeah, dude, it's so great. So dude, that's per- that's great storytelling. Oh yeah, and that's a credit yeah. to SOS. Like they they. they they, 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 they'll see like like 
it's it's a collaborative effort. But like yeah. obviously, I'm like, hey, this would be cool if we do this. Or, hey, yeah. and it just kind of it, it started back in the pandemic days with those YouTube right. shows we were doing, and right. it just created this fun story. Yeah, arc. I remember those, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And that and then um, Portland still doing DOA as much as I can almost every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm I'm actually going up at the end of April. I'm going up to All Star Wrestling in Vancouver Sick. to wrestle there. They hit me up about being in their Pacific Cup tournament, which is like a big tournament in Canada. Okay, like, dope. So yeah. you're going to Canada, dude. I'm pretty excited about that. I've That's wrestled, like wrestling royalty, Canada. It's, and All Star has like, been around forever, and yeah. they like some of the best that have ever like. So you're you know, still you're not stopping. You still have all these amazing opportunities happening. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hoping some stuff with Defy. Maybe like I'll be I'll always be there, ring announcing it. I, I won't be at the next one because taking my daughter to go see Paw Patrol. Find that, that balance. Got to do that yep. balance, like, dude. And it was great because I couldn't do. You were the, doing a great job, I think, with that. Trying. Girl. I see all your Instagram posts and everything. I think that's really be, healthy. Oh, I love my kid. So yeah. I mean, she didn't love me for the first couple of years. Like yeah. it was a weird, you know, because yeah. being a parent's weird, man. The kids it don't is have. Weird, huh? They don't know empathy, so she didn't give a fuck about me because mom was around all the time. Right, right. So it took. But now you're getting this like relationship. Okay. Now she's three, and now like playing with daddy's fun, yeah. hanging out with daddy's fun. She th- coming back to daddy wrestling. stuff is cool now. If I'm yeah. wrestling on and Baron Corbin's wrestling, she goes, "Daddy wrestling," because she knows oh, I wrestle. She sees you and him, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Yeah. Like I kind of know him, so I want to do something. I want to get a recording of that and send it to him. Right, because I think he get it because he has a kid around the same Dude, age. Dude, that's hilarious. Uh, so you know, yeah, like uh, doing some of the wrestling stuff, trying to keep busy with that. Obviously, radio is my a number one priority. Right, um, that just goes without saying. I love doing that and just trying to keep entertaining people Monday through Friday. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, I think. Oh, it's great. One quick thing about the Paw Patrol. I was supposed to wrestle in Portland that night as well. Yeah. And I couldn't. So I cut a promo. And it's my favorite promo. I wish I could have done it in front of the crowd, but time was of the essence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just can't. You can't. We had to be done by 11. Yeah. And the matches were going long. So I was like, I'll just, I'll do a pre-tape. But I was like, I'm not going to be at the next show because in addition to being a great wrestler, I'm also a great dad. And I'm taking my kid to see Paw Patrol. Yeah. And I'm like, I know so you putting all. that reality in there again. Oh, dude. Yeah. And I was like, I know it pisses you all off. Because when I come out of that curtain, every time your kids are all reaching their arm out trying to high five me, and I right. think you're just starting to come to that harsh realization that I'm the parent your kid wishes, wishes. they had. Yeah, it's almost like I'm so narcissistic that I'm even gonna like yeah. be like morally superior in the fact that I'm a better parent than you Which, are. Yeah, I wish I could have said it. I, I think yeah. I'll, I'll still get that out there at some point, yeah. but I think that's, that's a great promo though. And it kind of like. Had it not been for Paw Patrol, yeah. So I kind of want to lean more into that. I think I'm going to start calling myself. Your not kids. only am I better than you, I'm a better father than you. Yes, my kid's going to be elite. I want to be now to referred you. to as your kid's favorite wrestler. Yeah, the father they wish they, they had. wish they had. Yeah. Steve oh, dude, Banks. there's nothing that's going to make people hate you more than that. Because nobody's like, don't talk about my kids. You know, that's right. always like the thing. Right, dude. That's like going. That's like a yeah. You don't want to go there. No. But if you go I there, they're going to hate you. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love it. <laughs> Man, I just think that's uh, so good. You got to just keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it, man. No, yeah. This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad I got like I, I wanted to do this when you hit me up because I was like, well, I know you're just so busy, so I totally understood. But I really do appreciate you taking your time because no, you I know that, you're a busy dude. When man. you said we could do it right after the show, I'm like, oh fuck, I'll make that happen. Yeah. And plus today's leg day. I'm okay with skipping leg day. <laughs> oh no, dude, you gotta skip your leg day today. <laughs> I skipped my leg day for you. I, I had leg day. Well, I have two today. leg days a week. My guys got me doing so. Well, dude, you're killing it in fitness too. Trying. Well, dude, like, I know you I looked like, good on that AEW show, man. So. Keep doing, and I, I was so so shocked when I saw that older photo of you. Like it it's really insane. shows you, like you never have to be stuck in this where you are. Yeah, you know, like I you said. So I think it's good inspiration for people, man. No, I don't think anyone should ever throw in the towel. No, keep and doing what you're doing. Be realistic, but push that realistic goal a little bit. 
towards yeah. delusional. Never, gr- never grow you know what up. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Freaking be Peter Pan. Yeah, be Peter Pan, dude. Yeah, you know, I'm wearing it. tights too. Yeah, just like him. we all. Yeah, we're always wrestling in tights, <laughs> dude. I love it. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, and thank you so much for being uh, here, thank you, my man. I appreciate you. Um, all right, we're gonna let everybody go, but Steve Miggs, everybody. Hell yeah, thanks, man. Thank you.